My name's Owen, and I'm the Dungeon Master of our Return of the Giants 5th Edition Homebrew Campaign. Hi, I'm Ali. I'm playing Lyra, the Eldarin Spore Druid, and she is just a little bit obsessed with mushrooms. Hi, my name's Simon. I'm playing the character of Ember. I'm a wildfire druid who's on a quest to be the very best there ever was. Hi, I'm Dave, and I'm playing Harry Harrington, the Harringon, the roguish merchant with the heart of gold. My name is Christian. I'm playing Bartholomew, the romantic dancing owl and paladin of devotion. Hi, my name is Matt, and I'll be playing Niles Silverwind, the Owlin, Way of the Sympathy Hey guys, I'm Jared. I play the character of Thrain, the boisterous frost giant Goliath, half of the giant Barbarian. Hello there, lovely listener. This is just a warning to let you know that this episode of Return of the Giants may contain adult language or adult themes. Hello! Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the Lost Archives. It is wonderful to see you joining us once again for our Return of the Giants campaign. We are very excited to be back playing our, uh, our very, very wonderful homebrew 5th edition campaign. Now, we were away last week. Unfortunately, we had some uh, awful internet issues, um, unsolvable internet issues, which I still do. I haven't actually gotten to the bottom of what they were, but my, uh, my download speed dropped to about 600 kilobytes per second, and my upload was about 20 kilobytes per second or megabytes kilobytes so uh for obvious reasons the stream was not going to run on uh, that kind of potato speed uh internet service i said i wonder if maybe one of the fiber optics failed or something and a copper wire got replaced i don't know um but in this in this spot where i'm at the moment i'm obviously between uh, moving into the new house uh this place where i'm staying is right at the end of the node so it is copper wire for about i think like 200 meters so it could just be could just be the failings of copper but um so very very sorry about that uh, everything's looking perfect tonight i've been watching the internet all week uh doing regular speed tests and it's all been stable and perfect since then so i don't think we're going to have any technical issues tonight um now we do have two apologies for tonight dave obviously is still away having a lovely lovely holiday so he will not be joining us for tonight but i think i think he's actually back next wednesday i think he's his next session back so that'll be very very exciting to get harry back um, and Christian is unable to uh, to play tonight as well. He had a, another commitment he had to uh, stick to. So I'll play uh, Bartholomew tonight as well. Um, Jared is on his way. He's just running a little bit late. Uh, so hopefully he'll be jumping in very, very shortly and we'll, uh, we'll be seeing him very soon. I'll play Thrain until he jumps in. Um, luckily, where we kind of left off last session is, uh, is a pretty easy spot. To play around with a bit of roleplay with the uh, the three people who are here, Ali, Simon, and Matt. So we'll be able to, to have a bit of fun with that. Uh, in terms of other outside news, um, the only one I'll say really quickly, I think I did mention this uh, during the Curse of Strahd uh, session on Monday as well. Um, I, Avatar obviously is a is a big thing for this channel. We we love Avatar Legends and we played a lot of Avatar Legends last year. We will be playing more soon. Our uh, our Kyoshi era campaign is coming out very, very soon. I just need to finish the move across before we can start that. So that's only a few weeks away. But we are thinking about organizing the, the Avatar uh, cast about doing a uh, maybe a little watch party of the new Netflix Avatar when it comes out. Um, so far, it looks like it's going to be okay. I, I know a few people are a bit worried about the fact that it's going to be no. Ali's shaking her head. Is that because it's a remix, not a uh, not a remake, as they said? I just doubt anything that's like content that's like you know you watched when you were a kid, you got it close to your heart. Anything that they remake isn't going to tick those same boxes. It's going to be hard. So it's I know. Going to seem bad by comparison. Yeah. On one hand, like I I, I know I, I really fear 
the changes because I know I'm not going to like them as much. But the other thing, on the other hand, like I, I have to, like the rational part of me is like, yeah, but I don't want them to remake the animated series. The animated series is perfect and it doesn't need Even a remake. It, it, it doesn't, it's perfect as it is. It doesn't need anyone to do anything to it. Mm. Like it will always sit untarnished in my memory forever and on my computer whenever I want to rewatch it. Like I, I and I frequently do. <laughs> so mo mostly for research for the Avatar Legends stream. Let's say that, hey. Um, but yeah, I, I, I think what I'm hoping for is it's visually stunning. Um, they're true to the characters for the most part and any changes they make while being different don't detract from the overall themes of the show i think that's my three wishes right like if, if i can get all three like like how one piece one piece nailed it i reckon like they did make some changes for the most part those changes were actually pretty good they didn't detract some of the changes actually were kind of okay i didn't i didn't mind very much at all so if they can just capture lightning in a bottle once more <laughs> i'm sure it'll be fine um but yeah, so we'll we'll keep you posted about that. It will be really fun. Obviously, we, we won't be able to actually show uh, the episode while we're watching it because Netflix don't, no, no, do not like it. But uh, we can show us reacting to it. So I'll, I'll keep you guys posted. I believe it's the 22nd of February when it comes out. So it's really not that far away at all. Um, yeah, I'll, I'll find out what time it drops in Australia so that we can uh, we can be there and we can enjoy it. Look, I, I'm going to try and remain quietly optimistic. Um, as best as I can. And uh, I'm just, just going to enjoy it. The good thing is, right, we all survived M. Night Shyamalan's interpretation of it. Like, the world didn't end. It was okay. Didn't didn't ruin my <laughs> experience of the animated special, animated series. If anything, it enhanced my experience of the animated series. <laughs> so worst case scenario, if this is a complete dumpster fire, I'm just going to enjoy the animated Avatar even more than I already do, if such a thing were possible. No, nah, Ali, what do you say? No, nah, no. Nah. No. I don't know, it's just, it, nah. <laughs> just a no. Just, just a no. <laughs> That's fair. Don't need to explain, no, I, we all understand. <laughs> <laughs> it's just bad. <laughs> I just, I, I, like, a lot of the actors are really good. It looked like the costumes were really good. The CG looked okay. But then, Don't you want to go one way or the other though? You either want it to be really good or just so in, like incredibly crap that's enjoyable. Like, I yeah. mean, give me one or the other. It's not. I don't want like a uh, a Dragon Ball movie from what was it? Like? Oh, oh no! Yeah. Wow. <laughs> yeah. We don't talk about that. Oh man! That. Oh my goodness! Yeah. No, that's oh, a that's yeah. that's a very measured way of uh, of looking at it. Si. I like that. Um. Yeah. I, look, <laughs> that's a good point. It can't be worse than Dragon Ball. <laughs> can't be. <laughs> But I, think, almost, I, think like, yeah. I think it's really hard because I think like when you've got different directors and you've got different like people creating the story, like they all kind of want to like make their own mark or they want to make their own, like they want to do things uh, in their own way. Because Witcher. <laughs> well, that's that's where I'm going with this uh, conversation because yeah. that's precisely what happened with the Witcher series. It started off so promising. You had very talented individuals. You know, obviously Henry Cavill gets it because you know he's a He's god of, us, Henry right? Cavill, God of Nerds, to give him his full oh. title. God of Nerds, right? Um, yeah, obviously, <laughs> you know, the showrunners, the people behind the scenes have different ideas. They have their own interpretation of the story. And I think uh, that's, you know, that's a, that's a loss for them, really. Um, and I'm looking forward to seeing what Henry Cavill can do with the, uh, the one. Warhammer. <gasps> I know. I am so excited. It's going to be good. He, it's gonna I be was good. reading 
just before that he's saying that being given the keys to this like franchise is like the greatest privilege he's ever had in his life. Yeah, I was listening to an interview with him talking about how important getting the design of the Tyranids was right. And I'm just sitting there going, yes, yes. And he's yeah. just sitting there like, it's really important that we get the Tyranids correct. We under like we have to understand the, the anatomy and biology of them. And I'm sitting there going, yes, Henry Cavill. So good. Oh, yeah. I love him so much. What what a king. What a literal king. I I, he is he has been well crowned king of the nerds. He he deserves oh. it. Um, it is his birthright, and yeah. uh, long may he reign. That's <laughs> all I can I, I, say. My, my favorite story around that is um, uh, when he found out he got the role for Superman. He was raiding on WoW. <laughs> yeah, he missed the call. He missed the he call because he was in a WoW raid. raid. Yeah. They had to call him back, and he didn't answer. <laughs> no. Fantastic. <laughs> oh, absolute bloody legends. Oh, That's incredible. we could all aspire to be Henry Cavill. Really, let's be honest. Like, yeah, it's life. I want to be Henry Cavill. Right? Yeah. yeah, I mean, if, if it didn't require huge amounts of dedication and exercise to look like him, sure. <laughs> I think we could all aspire to that as well. That's true. But instead, we're going to sit here and play D&D in our lovely comfy chairs. Yay! <laughs> I should, I wonder, I wonder if I, if I reached out to Henry Cavill and was like, hey, mate, do you want to come play D&D? Do you reckon he, what, he'd respond, right? Let me give it a go. Let's see what happens. He'd probably, say, he'd probably say that he'd love to, but he's too busy with Warhammer. And I'd be like, fair enough. You know? That is really fair enough. What if we did like a special Warhammer campaign? I will do whatever Henry Cavill wants, let's be honest. <laughs> that man says anything, and like, oh. <laughs> we could do, you know, if they, when they do announce a release date, we could do like a special one shot or something. Like, or do it over I, I will need to brush up on my Warhammer lore, because I'll be uh, honest, it's always, it's I've never been as in deep into Warhammer as it requires to run a campaign or, or a one shot around it. Yeah. But I, I, I'm beginning to find myself more and more drawn into the uh, the universe itself. So I'll, it's, I'll it's, brush up and be all over it. When when you start reading the books, it's like pretty, pretty good. It's pretty well crafted actually. Like obviously it's very extreme. Like it's like grimdark, like it basically defined the genre, but yeah. Um, but yeah, it would be very cool for it to be done in a, in a D&D esque way perhaps. Yeah, I'll have a think about that. Could be some cool things we yeah, can do. That's a topic for another time because we are going to start our campaign. Let me do our recap, get us right into the mindset for our Return of the Giants campaign, and then we will begin. The Tempest Adventuring Guild, a name now legendary across the lands of Nostea, has formed a brand new team. Lyra, Niles, Harry, Ember and Thrain are delving deep below the earth into the Underdark, seeking to investigate rumours of stone giants taking over territory and arming for war. Now accompanied by Bartholomew, an Owlin taken prisoner by the Dwergar, the team have been searching the Underdark for the village their deep gnome guides have come from. During their journey through the vast network of caverns, the team stumbled across a Myconid colony and sought respite from the many dangers of the Underdark. They soon learnt that the Myconid colony was in fact under constant threats, their numbers rapidly dwindling. Most recently, a younger Myconid had been killed by a group of fish-like creatures called Kuatoa. Offering to assist the Myconids by eliminating this threat, the team decided to head out into the surrounding caverns to hunt down these creatures, discovering a hidden cache of notes and research belonging to the Society of Brilliance along the way. Reaching the Kuatoa village, the party interrupted the creatures in the midst of summoning a dark, octopus-like monster. After disrupting the ritual and destroying the entity and the Kuotoa summoning it, uh, the aftermath of the uh, battle resulted in our heroes discovering a mural at the back of the cavern, depicting the distant past of Nostea and the giants who first inhabited it. 
Making their way back to the Myconid Circle, the party reported their success to the three Myconid sovereigns, who were pleased to hear that the threat posed by the Kuatoa was no more. During the course of the discussions, Lyra asked the sovereigns to assist her in understanding the way in which their spores function, which resulted in the revelation that she has a deeper connection to the Myconids than had previously been known. Now calling her Little Sovereign, Lyra's symbiotic entity Swampy seemed to be rather acutely affected by exposure to the spores and Myconid magic. While Harry and Zaylin planned on escaping the circle without the Shadow Blades realizing, Lyra practiced her new powers, and Ember used the knowledge of the gnomes to locate the exact position of another of the caches hidden by the Society of Brilliance. Meanwhile, Bartholomew spent some time with Gook, and together they worked on making him a new amulet. However, we left off last session as Niles suddenly realized he actually recognized the name Satine, the name that uh, Bartholomew had been referring to. A bowerbird, Aracocra, who was best friends with Iseel, the daughter of his monastic master. That is where we left off last session. We jump straight back in. While Bartholomew is seated on the ground working on his new amulet, helping uh, with, with a lot of help from Gook, I should say, who is helping to, uh, to move the, the metal filigree into place um, using a, uh, a, a very uh, crudely heated uh, metal rod just in a campfire to help create little spot weld points. As Bartholomew focuses on this, Niles, that name that Bartholomew's mentioned a number of times now, Satine, yeah, you definitely recognize it. Almost like a sister to you, the the uh, daughter of your monastic teacher and um, Satine. So Iseel and Satine were, yeah, were almost sisters to you. Um, obviously, you were away from the Silverwind family for most of your monastic training and your mentor kind of became a bit of a surrogate father for you during that time, which kind of like fit you in with his family. I would say that probably you would have lived nearby, if not with him. Um, your mentor, your teacher, was a very, very uh, gentle owl and a very kind owl in who also happened to be one of the greatest martial artists the heiress theocracy had ever produced. Um, <laughs> very old, wise and screech owl, uh, who was more than happy to uh, to invite you into his home and, and, and wow. teach you and, and raise you almost like a son as he has done for many, many pupils before, and you suspect many pupils after. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I think Niles is probably just, like, mulling this over a little bit, um, thinking of over all of this and uh, kind of trying to take it all in. And it's a shame that uh, Christian isn't here, because I would be, you know, asking probably... Uh, I'd probably be asking Bart a little bit more about this. Um, but I think, I think Niles is also equally probably just... You know, uh, mulling it over quietly to himself. Um, yeah, I, uh, Bartholomew hasn't noticed your change in expression, your change in body language. Um, mm -hmm. This revelation is is private to you and yes. you alone. You are the only person who knows that you've had this this sudden moment of connection, understanding yeah. uh, how your past has intersected with the others. And I mean, yeah, Niles, you can you can sit on that information until you've got Dream alone. Obviously, this is this is not a private yeah. space. I mean. No. As you as you uh, realize this, you watch as a spore servant Duraga with a mushroom replacing. <laughs> okay, Ali. Yeah, frame fell down. <laughs> Take him a light with it. Oh, oh. I did notice the yeah. shadows drop, and I was like, I think she's haunted. 
for a second. 4G. Uh, yeah, Niles, as, as you sort of have this revelation, and, and maybe you even go to say something to Dream, you watch as a Duragar spore servant. I mean, one of the eyes, this like severed, wizened yeah. optic nerve hanging down as a mushroom has pushed out and replaced it, this glowing fungus cap, walks past and stops right in front of you and then turns a little bit and then walks around you very slowly. Yeah, I, I probably I probably go, like the, the, the thought comes to my mind and I, I go to approach, yeah, exactly like that. I go kind of like, oh, uh, but then I kind of take stock of where I am. This poor servant walks up. Maybe, maybe this isn't the right time. I will, I will wait, I will, I will give it a bit of time. Uh, what what else is happening at the moment? Um, so Ember's quite close to you as well. At this point, Ember is only probably about five, 10 meters away tops ember you had been talking uh to gobbledy i believe it was uh um, looking through yes. the book um obviously you'd, you'd picked up the journal of davian hornsorrow the researcher for the society of brilliance realizing that probably these other three drawings that match the drawing of the cache that you found probably represent caches you had just spoken to uh, to gobbledy about uh, whether he recognized one of the places and luckily enough he did um and apparently it's not too far from the uh, Svefniblin village. So, um, going through the book and everything like that, did we find any other details that the gnomes thought were interesting, that, uh, that nothing they've ever noticed before as well? At this point, you've only shown him the three drawings. Um, if you did want to spend a bit of time going through the mm -hmm. book with, uh, with Gobbledy, now would be a great time to do that. Uh, I'll get you to roll me, please, a... I'm going to say investigation or perception, just because you'll be looking out for key details to point out to Gobbledy as well while he flicks through it with you, and I'll, I'll roll for Gobbledy, obviously. Yeah, perfect. That's a 16. 16. Alrighty. Not a bad roll for Gobbledy either. 14 for Gobbledy. Um, as the two of you together begin sort of moving through the book, Gobbledy sort of like looking through his... Um, yes, I... Do you remember that? Uh, seems like a description of some uh, underdark beasties. This one with the tentacles sounds like an abolith. No, do you have aboliths on the surface, lad? Not, not that uh, not that I've run into myself personally. Imagine, if you will, uh, you, you know what an octopus is. A squid. Look at your butt. No. Uh, yes, yes, I do. <laughs> <laughs> well, th think about one... A, a, a wee bit larger, and with the intelligence of a, of, a, of a, a gnome or a drow or a dwarf, intelligence of you and I, sometimes smarter, certainly smarter than some Dwargar I know. Their uh, cunning beasties live uh, in the deep, dark depths of the uh, Dark Lake, but uh, oh. have herds of colonies, uh, societies of them further out as well. They, they tend not to stray too far from water, but... Um, Aye, they're dangerous, very dangerous. But they can be talked and reasoned with in, in rare circumstances. If you find yourself at the mercy of an abolith, you may be able to make a bargain to save your life if you're lucky. If you're unlucky, they'll drain you completely. Oh. Do you know what they're normally interested in? Just, you know, in case I do run into this one, do they normally look for anything in particular? Well, normally it's tasks. They might trade a, a task. They might need you to accomplish something for them. Sometimes it's items of magic. I've heard that some aboliths uh, can, can can use the magic and items for things. I'm not sure exactly what. I have to say I've been lucky enough to actually go without my path crossing an abolith so far. Well, hopefully we don't cross one on the way to your village. Aye, that would be, that would be very unfortunate if we did. That would be most unfortunate. But the borders, the borders of the Svartneblin village, uh, they're they're well guarded. We 
we may not be tough in uh, in, a, in a fight on our own, but uh, we're very cunning, very good with our fingers, making traps, and we when we don't want to be seen, very rare for creatures to find us. Our scouts are done a very good job mapping most of these caverns for a long time perfect all right well i think we should probably take off uh once we've all had a bit of a rest i know that i'm feeling a little bit worn down how about uh you niles <laughs> Lara, are you uh do you need a little bit of a rest as well i need oh, a nap um, yes I, I could do a little bit of a nap it's but I'm, I'm not feeling too bad i'm feeling pretty spry still but if the rest of the party wants to have a bit of a bit of a rest i, I won't say no I wouldn't mind. I'm feeling a little bit drained magically. Oh, okay. Bartholomew looks up from his uh, work with Gook. Uh, hmm. I, I am not too tired, but uh, magically, yes. I am I am somewhat uh, depleted. And uh, I wouldn't mind some more time to work on my amulet with, uh, with Gook. We're having rather a pleasant conversation. And I, 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 I'm very much uh, leaning on her expertise with this, uh, with this amulet and if we could spend some time before heading out, I certainly wouldn't complain. Oh, if, 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 if everyone seems to be after a rest, then why not? Uh, we'll start fresh and we'll head to the uh, home village when we can. Perfect. Right. I, obviously, day and night are concepts that don't really apply in the Underdark. Um, mm. But I was about to say, if you, if you weren't planning on having a long rest now, it has been some time since your last. I was going to start applying points of exhaustion, so this is a very well done and beautiful segue into a long rest um all of you may may take a long rest while you are doing that um who looks the happiest ali looks pretty happy could you roll me a d100 please ali (laughs) this is for refusing to explain your reasons for not being excited for avatar 87 okay brilliant let's have a bit of a peekaroo Okay. Alrighty. Um, please apply all benefits that you would get from your long rest. Um, as you begin to settle down, um, obviously where Zaylin is staying uh, on the on the cavern wall, there are carved out sections where you could um, rest in, in, in moderate shelter. Uh, I mean, some of the, uh, the cave walls even have... Uh, curtains that have been erected to, to help close them off. Zaylin's uh, little area, of course, has she's actually assembled some Zerkwood walls out the front and a door to close it off. Um, speaking of which, yeah, Harry, Harry's. I mean, you guys last saw Harry talking with Zaylin during your long rest. Harry does reemerge from uh, having chatted with Zaylin and comes and joins you to have a bit of a nap. But yeah, where where would you guys all like to try and kit down for a sleep? Would you be heading to the cavern walls? Would you just be staying in the Mykonid Circle in the very center of the the circle? Um, I think Lyra would probably lean close to the Myconid circle, but she does have that mold earth, and so if there's sort of nowhere sort of suitable, like like a nice little cave that we can, you know, be protective, wall ourselves off and stuff, um, she would probably sort of make one, or, you know, if there is already like a little mini cave or something, she might expand on it. Um, so the, yeah, the walls of the cavern are still within her. the circle. They're just, um, they're not right in the very center where the Myconids are, and it seems like it's more used for storage uh, rather than shelter, but but there are empty caverns. I mean, you could very easily mold earth a, yeah. a, a smaller entrance to, to cut down and uh, and make this area. I was even private. thinking making like a door, like you yeah, know, you sort of totally leaving that. a bit of an air gap so that we don't all suffocate. But um, you know, sort of yeah, a bit of protection, a bit of privacy. 
absolutely. You can absolutely do that. Perfect. In that case, then, as, as you guys make your way over, the, the cavern that is the easiest to reach, that is the first one you spy, um, is about three to the left of Zaylin's and one down. Obviously, Zaylin's is raised up a little bit. There's that stairway up. Yours is on the ground level. Um, this one clearly was once used for some sort of storage. It looks like maybe it was once used to store uh, the, um, the uh, barrel stalks. Um, the large uh, fungal stalks that actually hold water in them, like almost like a cactus, basically. Uh, but this one has been cleared out. Whatever was stored here is long gone. But you can see the circular dust marks where, where clearly barrel stalks were once placed. Um, Lyra, it probably takes you about a minute because you get six seconds right to cast. It's like a five foot cube you can do it. So I'd say, yeah, probably 10 rounds, so 60 seconds, about a minute to, to fill in the, the walls and create a stone doorway with some little windows at the top to allow for airflow. Um, I guess you could do top and bottoms. So that way you're sort of keeping the room very well, like, ventilated for temperature control as the hot air rises. It displaces the air at the top, which pushes out, which pulls cold air in underneath. Perfect. Um, so, yeah, I, it's a very, very comfortable shelter that you guys make. You roll out your bedrolls. Um, it's still quite warm. Most of the underdark in this area where you are now does seem to be fairly, uh, fairly warm. It, it's much higher up. Then the Dark Lake, it doesn't have that deep chill that a lot of the depths seem to have. Yes, Lara. And before we fall asleep, uh, I renew uh, Animate Dead on Tim, because it's probably been about like 24 hours. <laughs> that was one of my questions I was going to get to. I didn't want to like outright say, do you renew it? But uh, <laughs> I was going to say, yeah. as you go to lie down, Lara, you notice Tim's twitching a little bit. And as you call out, he turns towards you and aggressively snarls. Something seems wrong. <laughs> yeah, uh, that's perfect. Yeah. 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 That before the long rest. Actually, so we don't get eaten. This is you're casting animate dead. Yeah. Okay, something happens. Oh no! Oh, it's your first Ooh. use of animate dead since the uh, connection with the sovereigns. Ooh. As all of you get into position, lie down. I, I love the idea of Lyra, like having finished off this little shelter area that you've created. Um, pull out your bed rolls, all getting ready for bed. It's it's at that moment you kind of just remember, oh, Tim. I've got a renewed Tim spell. And as you go to cast the magic, the spell, which originally you thought was speak with dead, but I think you now pretty much understand is animate dead. Um, yeah. Especially after speaking with the Lycanids. <laughs> yeah. As you go to cast the spell, without summoning him, you watch as Swampy begins to rise. All of you see the hand emerge first, pulling itself up onto, onto Lyra's shoulder, then the second hand, and a Swampy pulls himself free rising above you almost like emerging from your back and hovering over you like a like a shadow on the wall behind you you can see that swampy's form matches that of lyra's much more closely it would almost be correct to say actually she swampy looks a lot we can't call him here anymore (laughs) we probably can't call swampy well whatever it (laughs) they whatever who cares swampy you watch as swampy rises from your back looking much more like you a, a, a reflection of you almost like it's been grown from lichen and moss and fungi and as those eyes open once again you see the glowing pits very very similar to the myconids and as the spell begins to weave around your hands what what yeah what does animate dead look like for you um, probably slow like sort of a slow creeping of cordyceps mushrooms like anywhere where like a little spore has sort of probably landed it just sort of you know the cordyceps just sort of slightly grow around a little bit more a little bit more and then just sort of into whatever it's um inhabiting 
Brilliant. That fits in so nicely. As you hold your hands out, swampy above you, um, arms raised, almost looks like a, a second set of arms, almost like you have four arms creating these movements as swampy matches your movements exactly. Spores shedding from its palms, they begin to slowly coalesce. And Lyra, you feel a sudden pain in your right hand, just for a moment, just this sting. And as you look, the point where the myconids had embedded the spores, you can see the skin push back and the small tendrils of um, of uh, mushroom filaments slowly begin to reach forward. And as the spores begin to fly forward towards Tim, you watch as they rapidly grow. The tendrils of white mycelium almost push through the skin. You watch as a section of Tim's cheek cuts open. And as the tendrils force their way through in and begin reattaching the jaw, which had partially fallen off, Tim's condition, this this reanimated corpse, which had been slowly decomposing over the past 48 hours since you animated him, the fungi replaces the missing parts. Lyra, you may now use the Spore Servant stat block. I will send it to you now for Tim. Yay. Wow. That's cool. And as the spell finishes and the magic fades, Tim stands there in front of you. The bracket fungus growing out of that cut on his cheek, the, the mushrooms uh, and, and mycelium completely covering him, forming almost like a, a chitinous armour of mushroom filaments across his body. And Swampy slowly sinks back down into your uh, your symbiotic entity slowly sinks back in, the eyes once again closing, the glow fading from them. That's go cool. I think, yeah, I just sort of take a close look at Swampy, like probably just poke him like, yeah, uh, not Swampy, sorry, uh, Tim, so like, you're still friendly, mate. <laughs> the, the reanimated corpse, powered by mushroom magic, nods. And there is no you more response. How, <laughs> you know how, like, the myconids have, like, the rapport spores, like, and, you know, you can sort of communicate vibes and whatnot. Can yeah. Lyra sort of try getting, like, a bit of a vibe check from Tim? Like, you know, does he sort of have any more in the way of responses? Like, yeah. Or is it still kind of, like, trying to talk to a, to a bit of a brick wall that slightly animates sometimes? That's a really good question. Could I have you please roll me? I'm going to say... I'm going to say insight as you kind of use the rapport spores to make this magical connection. Yeah. Say. Oh no. I think, I think insight. Uh, that's an eight. Lyra, this is all kind of new for you in a way. This this understanding of your your magic, your your magic as a spore druid, and whatever connection you have from your time in the Twilight Woods to the Myconids. You're sure there's something else there. You can almost feel it at the edge of your consciousness. But you just can't quite break through. Whatever that connection is, you're just not ready for it yet. Or too distracted. I mean, there's a lot going on around you. Could be tuck it out. It's been, a, it's been a yeah. big 18 hours since your last long rest. Like, there's a lot of reasons why this might not be working. Oh, I think she yeah, she. Sort of, you know, make sure he's all right, and then packs it up. 
I'm gonna say as you as you sort of like check over Tim, ha- this is the point where Harry wanders back in from uh, having his chat with Zaylin. And as he wanders back in, munching on some sort of bizarre root vegetable that's almost like a fluorescent pastel-like purple colour, as Harry's sort of munching on this large root vegetable, not dissimilar to a carrot, um, his little haringon ears uh, free of his hood and twitching around, listening acutely to the sounds of the cavern walls. As he wanders in and looks, he sort of does a double take as he looks at Tim and goes, Yeah, he looks a bit different, Lyra. What a little mushroomy, eh? Uh, is he all okay? What's going on? Yeah, you know, you're like, I, you know, I, I recast the, uh, the keep Tim from attacking us uh, spell, and it, it kind of came out a little bit more mushrooming than last time. Uh, probably oh, has yeah. something to do with the lichenids here, though. Yeah, Surely, that makes sense. Probably all normal. Probably nothing to worry about. Are you, like, I've got a question, Lyra. Do you think this is nothing to worry about, or have the events of the last sort of two hours... I, is Lyra not worried about this or is there a part of you that is a little bit concerned? She's not worried in the slightest. Like not only, you know, the past, whatever happened in the past two hours, but literally like the past two, has it been months for her? Like has just been one insane event after the other. And it's just sort of, you know, once once one crazy thing has happened, then it, it kind of just, you know, it's not really peeking past that anymore. So she's like, yeah. okay, this is a thing now. Cool. I mean, you're in the Feywilds. From Lyra's perspective, it's very hard to keep track of time in the Feywilds. Time acts and moves differently there. So it is very hard for you to know how long you were there for. But I'd say, what do you reckon, Ali? Lyra, from her perspective, maybe like maybe a couple of months it felt like in the Feywilds. I'd say it felt longer than it actually was, definitely. Hmm. Yeah, like yeah, long enough that you were able to change months, your entire like... druid circle, right? Like, <laughs> yeah, so probably yeah. six months minimum. Then, yeah, yeah. Okay, in that case, then, yeah. So it's, I mean, this has all kind of been going a bit crazy since, yeah, she got locked in the gym. <laughs> since you were locked in the gym, yeah, yeah. It's been so. There's been a lot going on. Like, there's a lot to process. There's a lot mm. sort of happening here. Yeah, I guess, I guess, in the in the grand scheme of things, you have to worry about having a bit more power over your spore servants or being able to create a spore servant probably isn't high mm-hmm. on the agenda of things to be concerned about. That makes sense. Oh. That checks out. Weird hold in hand. All right. Weird stone in the other. Cool. Why not? Yeah. To be fair, you did volunteer for the first one. <laughs> Ember, while Lyra is mucking around with the uh, with the spore servant and the, in the creation of, uh, of her uh, zombie friend, um, after going through the books with uh, with Gobbledine, having a bit of a chance to examine them and and, and understand them, um, what would you what would yeah what would Ember be doing? Uh, look, uh, a little bit of light reading before bed. Um, so literally going through that book again, just trying to see if everything matches up with what I'm used to seeing in my understanding of the Underdark. So looking for anything that might jump out to me that maybe one of the gnomes might have just thought was normal for their area. Um, and essentially trying to um, plan out what my, my next movements will be. So I know that we're going to their their city or their their town, whatever they want to call it, um, and just preparing Settlement, myself for what. Let's say. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, that's kind of what I'd be doing. And uh, after yeah. also seeing <laughs> Tim, I might have also used my um, planet growth just to grow up a couple of. Uh, you know, vines and things like that around to uh, make us all feel a bit safer. 
No, fair enough. You've spent a bit of time with this journal that you res- re- rescued from the Society of Brilliance. You don't need to roll any more for examining this. I think you've already rolled twice now for examining this book, and you've rolled above a 15 both times. So you have become very familiar with the contents of this book. Um, settling down for a bit of light reading, the one thing you've kind of been lacking to get a lot of information out of this is time, a bit of downtime to really absorb the contents of the book. And as you take a bit of a moment, rather than flicking through, looking for key phrases or drawings that stand out to you, you actually read this. The account that Davian Horn's sorrow paints is, I mean, this journal, at first probably you would have thought was similar to the notes that you'd found in the hidden cache. Maybe it was similar in that it had some diagrams which indicated that it was much, much more of a scientific journal. But as you read through this, this is actually very clearly his personal journal. And while he did occasionally jot down um, observations of creatures, observations of flora, um, theories about some of the aspects of the Underdark, more than anything else, this is an account of his experience since leaving the Society of Brilliance Tower to go off on this research project. And the most interesting thing you learn early on is that he didn't leave the tower alone. He did leave with a friend. He doesn't mention them by name. He only calls them the Orc. And it seems like they parted very early on. Um, Hence, like, maybe even before he started writing the journal. As you read through it, it's not exactly clear, but whatever their falling out was, Davian never again referred to this person by name. And there was quite a bit of bad blood lost between them sounded like Davian blamed this person for his misfortune, for being stuck out there without many supplies. And about partway through his account, probably about a week or two into this um, research outing at at this cache, Davian loses contact with the tower, with the Wizard's Tower, where the Society of Brilliance are headquartered. And while he doesn't make it plain how anxiety-provoking this is for him, you can see the style of writing changes. He keeps coming back to this idea, hypothesizing about what could have happened, why communication was cut, which indicates that there was a bit of anxiety there for him. The rest of the notes start to talk about the Kuatoa and his observations of them, mentioning that despite the fact he was out there looking for um, the, uh, the Susa trees, he eventually gets quite sidetracked by the Kuatoa and their strange rituals around this old mural site. Uh, and the final entry, as you know, which you read before, was that he was going to investigate a little bit closer and see if he could understand what was happening in the Kuatoa village. Okay, so the date where he um, said the communication was disrupted, does, is, is there actually a date provided or is it just... He hasn't, he hasn't noted the journal by any date system that you recognize. Actually, sorry, can you roll me a history check? Apologies. Sure can. Who knows? You might have an incredible... 15? 15, okay. The date system written here, obviously it's very hard to track days in an underground environment of perpetual darkness. It's very, very hard to track the passing of time. It looks like the system used to track time here revolves around the emergence and disappearance of certain um, plants. So it looks like from from what you can sort of gleam and, and from what you've understood after speaking with the Mykonids, after speaking with the Svefniblin, it seems like time is somehow tracked here. There's a, a specific type of blooming fungus that produces a soft glow, which is kind of seen as being equivalent to the daytime. 
Now the year and the month make no sense. Um, the year seems to be something called the gloaming. No idea what that means. There's no year recorded. It's just this sort of like season almost of, of the gloaming. Um, and the date, it seems like it was the 15th day of the gloaming. What that means, you have no idea. Um, Ember, what languages do you speak just out of interest? Uh, I speak common, druidic, elvish, and giant. Cool, okay, yeah. That okay, checks out. so there's no other languages or anything like that in there, I'm guessing? It might the... be something else I'm not noticing. Technically, the word gloaming would have been in undercommon, but I already said it, so now it's not. Now it's in common. Because oh, okay. <laughs> I already said it. <laughs> Fair enough. Um, not bad. I was going to say, there's not much else I can do with this book, so it's good that I got that information. At least I know when I get to the society, I can ask a few questions. So, um, yeah, with that, I'd probably just, uh, you know, hunt down for the night and get ready for a big day. The only other thing I'll add is that Davian refers to the tower where the Society of Brilliance have set up their headquarters. He refers to it as the Tower of Enlightenment. Okay. Perfect. It's an ASMR keyboard clapping. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay, um, good. Niles. Yes anything you would be doing before you take your long rest just because something happens obviously from that dice roll i haven't forgotten the dice roll i made them roll and uh, i just need to know what all of you are doing uh, um for the downtime so that i can describe what happens with this dice roll i mean i think niles still realizing that you know we're obviously the the reports balls are all here there's a lot of a lot of people knowing what's going on um obviously the information the revelation from few hours ago now uh still very fresh in Niles's mind um but I guess just the thought of of home actually probably Niles just probably takes stock of like the situation that is and he you know he was so headstrong to join the Tempest Guild and he's hasn't really had a lot of time to actually reflect back and think about home um so yeah he's probably just kind of quietly mulling over his thoughts almost probably I would I would I would say doing what Niles has been trained to do, which is basically to sort of go into a meditative state, uh, kind of do the whole mind a mind palace thing where he kind of walks through his his mind temple, I guess he would have, uh, and sort of, you know, start to re like recount and recollect his memories just to try and sort of help to piece together this this, this broader story of, 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 of what's going on with, with Bart and, and Dream and, and, and just sort of thinking about everything that could have transpired because obviously, you know, now that he's realized that he kind of knew Bart's, uh, Bart's uh, significant other, um, he's now beginning to think, well, how did he end up here? Why was he in the dark in the first place? There's a whole story, I guess, behind that. And I think before Niles actually sort of talks to Bart about it, he wants to sort of recollect and, and, and think about his entire journey. And, and obviously, yeah, that sort of side of things as well. Now, did we did we give your master a name, or have we not done that yet? I don't believe we have. Um, did you have one in mind that you would like to use, or would you like me to? Um... No, no, not at all. I, I was I, I kept that purposely quite vague. Um, okay. Yep. Okay. Let's quickly pull open some Alan names. Tell me if any one of these really stands out to you. Um, Raya, B R E J A. I don't mind that one. Otherwise. Leonor sounds a bit elvish. Yeah, it's a bit no, it's a bit elvish. Silas? 
Ooh, I like that. I like That's Silas cool. a lot, actually. That's a good name. Done. I like that. Let's go with Silas. Um, yeah, so Silas was a, was a screech owl uh, appearing owlin. Um, much, much older. Um, if he was a human, he would have looked like he was in his 60s, maybe even uh, early 70s. Um, for an owl, and this translates to graying feathers, um, the beak sort of wearing down a bit, sections where the, the sharp, uh, pointy section of the beak is actually worn down through years of use, and the uh, the claws uh, somewhat uh, filed back a little bit as well. Welcome, Jared. Perfect timing. Sorry, everyone. I was a bit late. I... I've just been very busy. You've had a haircut oh, too. Well, I like I it. Had a haircut, yeah. I had a haircut and embracing my curls a bit. I normally straighten it. But it's a well-known fact. It's true. It's a bit problematic when I already have a girlfriend. <laughs> curls well, keep the girls. They curls keep done. the girls. They got you a girl. That's, curls that's got you girls. Got curls you got you girls. You're going to say it in the past tense. Matt, you remember me in high school, like yeah. early high school. I had curly hair. <laughs> yeah, man. Before yeah. the emo wave swept the, the yes. high school. One might say curlier <laughs> yes. on when he had... Cur- no, sorry. 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 But anyway, sorry everyone that I'm late. Um, I had to help my brother move, like I said, a dishwasher across town. So. No, no, no I'm here a washing machine. I washing machine. Washing Can't keep machine. his story straight. My bad. I'm sorry. I'm just frazzled. Deception I don't even know check. Household appliances. Goodness gracious. I scoffed at my food. I'm here. Let's go. What's Old happening? So, so sorry. No, no, you're all good. Um, yeah, okay. Let's go with Silas for your for your mentor's name then, uh, yes. then Niles. Niles, as you are taking a moment to kind of, I guess, almost center yourself and, and realign what you now know with what you used to know, do you want to roll me a history check? I just want to kind of see if there's any new revelations Absolutely. that come to you, any new experiences... You know me with my very, very high history, uh, which is a negative one, but we'll hey, it could be go. okay. Could be okay. That's oh, a no. one. <laughs> That's a two minus one is one. Um, yeah. Niles, I mean, <laughs> really, at the moment, you're kind of reeling from the knowledge that you might have actually met Bartholomew before this day, and yes. you can't remember that. And that's a little bit awkward. It <laughs> is a little awkward. That's it's kind of probably. I, I like to think that Niles is doing this whole like lotus stance, like trying to reset yeah. his thoughts, trying to do all of this stuff. But like deep down, he's like, "Oh fuck, what's his name? Why did I? Who, who is this guy? Like, ah, <laughs> oh. like you know, you know how you like you're going yeah. into a meeting or something, and you're like, oh wait, what's the guy's name again? Oh jeez, it's gonna be awkward. Oh, I, I know that. I know that beak. Yeah. I recognize that plumage. I'm. I know this owl. Why do I not remember them? <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's a very I, awkward situation. I think that's very appropriate. Um, yeah, you you struggle to hold on to any sense of uh, of right. zen <laughs> to maintain Amazing. any sort of calm, uh, while on the outside you look like you are at one with yourself and the universe. <laughs> on the inside, you're spiraling. You're like, yeah. did, has he been here this whole time? Like, does he know my master? Like maybe Silas yeah. trained him. How do I not remember? Did I train with any other people? I did train with other people. I don't remember him though. <laughs> exactly what ha- is happening. Yeah, yeah. Now it's kind of spiraling. Bit of a Like spark. a bird in the air, just woo! Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, Thrain. Uh, Jared, at this point, um, Everyone has bunkered down for a long rest. Um, Lyra has used Mold Earth to seal off one of the caves, uh, caves in the in the uh, Mycenaid Circle uh, wall a little bit, one of the cabin walls. Yep. She's used that to seal off one of the hollow points to make it a bit more comfortable and a bit more private. Uh, she then went to cast uh, Animate Dead to renew her control over Tim, 
which resulted in Tim taking on a much more spore servant-like appearance uh, and Ooh, Swampy cool. Swampy rising from her back and, and assisting with this, though, that same myconid glow uh, where the eyes should be and then sinking back down again once more. Uh, still looking a lot like Lyra, Swampy now, that symbiotic entity looking like a, a, a copy of Lyra uh, made of, yeah, uh, spores, mushrooms, mycelium, lichen and moss. Looking, uh, yeah, very, very different. Uh, Ember's flicking through a book at the back and casting plant growth, creating a little wall of vines between him and uh, the zombified Tim. Uh, Harry's <laughs> wandered nice. back from chatting to Zaylin and is munching on some sort of purple root vegetable, and Niles is meditating, looking calm and peaceful. You are sure that in his mind it is a tranquil pond, undisturbed by the currents and eddies of lesser, un- unenlightened people. Well, let's throw a spanner in those works. Oh, no. Oh, no. I'm gonna like come up right next to you. Oh dear! Start poking you. So this might explain what the is one. this? What is <laughs> yeah. this about my god being dead? Yeah, I wondered if this might come up as a topic. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like we've had. I feel like it's a good time now to bring it up. Yes, yes, yes. I wondered when we might get to discuss this. <laughs> I um, I'm more, so just just for context, uh, I'm already kind of spiraling, uh, trying to figure out what's going on. Uh, and I break out of this trance and I see Thrain and I'm like, oh, oh, uh, oh, yes, uh, Thrain, oh, um, so, I, I, I mean, I don't know for sure, um, but yes, no, when we, when we, when we took a, a little visit into the crystal and went back to visit that memory, uh, so, there was something that happened and I'm not quite sure what exactly it was, but there was like a, almost like a voice it said that a certain entity had been deleted, destroyed, and uh, when we inquired about that to the being inside of the crystal, it's a little bit hard to explain, but they said that that was a, a nam. So, yeah, I, I don't know if that's true, but... Wait, so a nam, the Allfather, the god of the giants, yes. was... What is... You say deleted. What does that mean? Oh, I, I, think I, I would come across that terminology. I, I, I meant, oh, yeah. I meant, uh, I meant elimi- eliminated, eliminated, like uh, ceased. Just. But how? No one could eliminate him. He is the old father. I don't, I don't doubt that. Uh, from what I have heard, Anama is, is quite a powerful uh, entity. But uh, it, it begs the question that there must, there could be other forces out there at play that we're not aware of. The, That's. Hmm. That's actually a good point. Thrain, I mean, the Goliath religions, the, the Goliath religion very closely follows that of the giants and the mythology, while having undergone some changes just because of the sheer amount of time it's been since the giants vanished, that it's still quite closely aligned. And I would say that one of the, one of the facts of the myth, if that makes any sense, or one of the, one of the themes in the myths is that Anam really is the only true god of Nostea. He was the creator of Nostea, the creator of the giants. Anam is the only real god. These other, these others are primordials or just really big (laughs) dragons. Like Bahamut's just a big dragon, really. Like, let's be honest. I, yeah, I mean, they're, they're not, they're not real gods. These other ones, they came later. Oh, jeez. They didn't create. They just, they were, yeah. (laughs) Niles. Yes. Yes, sir. I don't... I think you're misinformed. I, he is your father, the creator, the, the most strongest of... Well, the only god. 
Everyone else is just an intimidation, a, a false copy of him. What? Hang on, hang on, hang on. No, 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 that... There's no. only one god, and it's Nam. I'm... It's just facts. Uh, Niles kind of recoils a little bit at this, considering the aristocracy is quite, uh... Well, the grounded arist- in this. The aristocracy is an interesting one because the owl and an aracocra don't have any patron deities. Oh, true. Okay. Because you're from the elemental plane of air. I mean, the 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 word theocracy almost is a bit of a misnomer. It's it's the word that's mm. been come to associate with Eris, but but really, it's belief in the in the natural primordial chaos itself, specifically right. in the in the chaos of of the air and wind, and that that air is the life bringer, the okay. the change bringer. Like, it, it's but it's there's no god per se of the aristocracy it's more yeah. an understanding of enlightenment and an, an understanding of, of becoming one with the element itself like you are you are mm. born you live in a, in a world of chaos you die and your body is recycled back into the right cycle again. okay yeah um okay well in that case i'm not probably not as 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 shocked by this i i, I sort of I sort of mull it over a little bit. And... Yeah, there would be some Owlin and some Aracoka who may have converted to Melora, goddess of the wilds mm. and storms. Uh, that that's probably the closest. Uh, and Melora has quite a large following amongst the yeah. uh, the the Meloran orcs on Nostea, um, a group of people who, in terms of disposition, probably get along quite well in general with the Owlin and Aracoka. This idea of freedom of living without bonds and. Yeah, so maybe there would be some who would follow the path path of more. I, it's up to you whether the Silverwind family are religious. I mean, no, the Silverwind family are very they very like down the line uh, uh, aristocracy individuals. I guess they wouldn't really. I mean, they are learned a learned family. They do do a lot of trading, so they would have definitely have heard of deities and other gods uh, belonging to other races. But um, so, like, I think Niles is probably still a little like, oh, uh, it's interesting. That's a bit of an interesting take. Um, but say that you're correct. Uh, I, know, I do know that the gods, uh, sorry, that the uh, the giants did have a, a, a great deal in the uh, in the creation of Nestead. But 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 Thrain, the the mosaic, the the way that it was done, like there could have been other other places, other worlds, their own gods that they could have forged. What's to say well, that the other gods didn't have it out for a Nile in some sort of I don't well, know. they're not uh, really gods. War. They're just more primordials or giant dragons. It's not gods. But in, but in the scope of of the world of the of the of the of that of the universe. Well, look, I can't speak for the universe. I don't know this. I lived up north. That is what I've known. Mm-hmm. What other realms? I don't know. Maybe they're gods over there. But for this one, there's only one god. And actions speak louder than words. This hearsay. That you've heard this rumor is just that at the moment no of proof course. we don't know of so course. i'm i believe in my god i think he's alive i feel him within me and until i see otherwise i will not listen to words from some weird crystal that i don't know like i know it's giant tech and such but mm. i have more to learn about this stuff and i I wouldn't take everything at face value. Oh no, I wouldn't. I wouldn't suggest that at all. I, like I said, it's, it's only what I heard. I don't know if it is truth. Uh, there is many mysteries. <laughs> Are you under attack from a poltergeist, Ali? 
I think I am. He's going around the garage doors and shit. Oh my goodness. <laughs> I, I, if you, need, if you need to rush off and make a sacrifice, you go do it, all right? Yeah, better go get the sage. Oh, yeah, I just, guess you could just, do that too. Just smudge it. Just smudge it. You'll be fine. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. What is... <laughs> You just, circle around your what do you, desk. What do you, how do you smudge sage? Do you just like rub it on stuff? How does that work? I don't know. I'm just doing. Fire. That's not yeah, smudging, then, smudge is it? That's burning. Let's be honest. That's just smudge sticks from uh, Phasma. So. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Man, I miss Phasmophobia. We should play again sometime soon. I've actually been playing it a lot lately. Oh, we should get the um, the uh, the Ghostbusters back here. That was great fun. Oh, my God. <laughs> the, de the Detectives. That, was, that was it. I got so bullied for that name. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Um, anyway. Uh, yes. Um, so I guess Niall sort of just says, "Oh, um, no, I, I, I there is so much of a mystery behind this. Don't get me wrong. I, I, I did not mean to state it as truth. Uh, merely conjecture at this point. Um, but no. I would, I would be careful what you say, though, without the proper backing. You sh empty words you throw around, but." I would I mean, be, and I, 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 you actually feel this tone come over frame with a little bit of like sternness to it. And I'm not saying threatening, but just sternness. He's, he's, to he be considers fair, you a friend. About like, two sessions so. ago, Jared said, I, I don't want to kill Niles, but, <laughs> 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 and I quote, <laughs> so um, just look, keep that in mind. Niles nice, nice, nice sees this. Maybe at that moment, Thrain had some thoughts, but he's called. Yeah, he's called these, are, these, these are his, like, you know, he, these are his friends. He, he loves his friends. Like, and and so deep like, down, Thrain, you know that there is a bit of a mystery around why Anum doesn't intervene anymore. And it's, it's kind of one of those things that is glossed over within Goliath society. Well, I think why that would explain, like... Anum not hmm. answering prayers? I think Where that's like why Thrain was like in after hearing it. I don't, I don't think that's why he was just like up. Oh, it's nothing, sort of thing. Like, like there was there was that like time where he was mulling over it, thinking mm. about it. I think he's come to like the affirmation of just no, he's alive, he's well, he's somewhere, he's with me, blah blah blah. So and I think. If, he's and if like you did have doubts, God. like it makes sense, you would be saying out loud, "I have no doubts." <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> right, like, it yeah. makes perfect sense. A lot of people, um, that's how most people are. <laughs> and what Niall said probably hit him because it's like, yeah. well, there is this whole mystery of Anam. So like, with Niall's just casually going, oh, well, Anam's actually dead. Deleted. Pretty sure Anam's like... dead, mate. <laughs> <laughs> so like, so they just, caught, they just throwing it around like it was nothing. It's like, uh, well, I mean, by Owen's own volition, uh, my my knowledge of other gods is 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 not as strong. So, oh, well, it makes sense. You, like, um, yeah, you would not know much about the giant god. I wouldn't know how like uh, involved you are in it. But anyway, um, no. So Niles probably sees this and sort of goes, ah, but no, 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 uh, don't get to me. Uh, you are correct. I should have probably held my my, uh, my. I should I shouldn't have spoken so out of turn. I did not mean to offend. Um, but in any case, the the crystal is, is strange. Um, we've only been back to visit one memory once. Uh, uh, it will be interesting to see if, if we do get the opportunity to go back and. And I look, I look this. forward to seeing this experience. And yes, I think you would. I look appreciate also it. forward to meeting this entity, whatever it is, and punching it in the face. Ooh. But spouting such nonsense. You, you can certainly try. <laughs> I think that entity has a pretty strong handle. Well, I shouldn't say strong handle. He's a bit 
Well, well, no, he might not. He might. He might not be able to fight back. I actually don't know uh, what's going on with that. <laughs> it's, a, it's a bit of a story. I could catch you up with it if you want. Um, we can do that. It's like a we yeah, fill yeah, that yeah. in over time. I guess. Um, I guess maybe. Maybe now I can I kind of recount a little bit to, to throw well, about to light the tension. Though what I'll do is I'll like, well, look, uh, we can talk about it later. But like I go, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, look. We're good. Oh, good. Excellent. <laughs> and I grab you in like an... Oh! Ah, ah. <laughs> and I give you a noogie. No! Ooh, with and feathers a too. <laughs> uh, I don't know would go, but... Careful. And you've got you're, the, you've got the like, the almost like... Uh, yes. Like, very uh, eel-like... Um... They do. The, the very, like, elongated train. Oh, man, yeah. I ruffled them up so much. Oh, uh, no, 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 no. <laughs> no, 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 no. The, the plumage! Watch out! Oh! Look it. But yeah, then we'll yeah, calm down. I'll offer you some food. Oh. And then I imagine we'll have a chat just about some of the stuff. Catch me up on the memory. And yeah, stuff. yeah. Because I, I guess we haven't really had a chance to really like. Don't need to role play because everyone's been through it mostly. But, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. I mean, like, obviously, you know. But, um, but yeah, we. I think in game, we probably just. I catch you up a little bit on the yep. prior to you meeting us. Yeah. Perfect. Which I don't and... think we've done. So, yeah. Definitely do that. Hmm. Yeah, oh look, downtime for a long rest, perfect time to do it, right? Um Absolutely. And while we're talking, I'll be doing push ups yeah. and sit ups and stuff. <laughs> doing some yeah, burpees, cool. getting the sick do, games. You know what? Fuck it. Yeah, we if we're recalling oh, yeah, if we're recalling this information, it's just it's just an impromptu gym session. It ends up sort of being like um, where we one up each other, like maybe I start doing one handed push ups, maybe you start doing like yeah. um you know, sort of handstand push-ups, and like we just sort of keep wanting up at each other. I, I like to imagine that like you're, you 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 handle the strength-based exercises really well, and then mm. but then like anything that requires a bit of dexterity, I oh. I, I, I handle that really well. And we well, just, literally, I, like I think we'll yeah. talk about this on Monday night, but you to get in the Terry Crews thing, not being able to do yoga. You can do yoga. I oh have, like, yeah. Yes. Love Can't a good Brooklyn Nine-Nine reference, yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so that's exactly probably what it is. Right. I probably even try and do some of your stuff and then end up hurting my back and then shuffling away. Amazing. I love it. Perfect. Niles, actually, that's that's actually kind of perfect, you spending a bit of time working out. You hear in the back of your mind your mentor's voice. When your mind is unquiet, you may quiet it and reach your center by performing katas or movements let your physical body take over from your mind your mind will quiet in its turn <laughs> come on let's go push it harder come on <laughs> <laughs> so sorry owen but i had to yeah, that's perfect yeah, um, brilliant now lyra uh i shouldn't say lyra ali you rolled an 87 on the d100 didn't you mm -hmm. oh yeah okay still checking as you it was i just pulled it open as uh as all of you head down for bed um you watch as Bartholomew, who's working away at this uh, this little uh, amulet that he's working on, goes. Uh, I am happy to keep watch while you uh, while you sleep, and uh, once you wake, I, I can I can take second shift or or sleep. I only sleep need second. four hours down, so. Well, uh, enjoy your four hours down, and when you are awake, uh, I will I will sleep in in place. Thank you. Perfect. As all of you drift off to sleep. At first, your sleep is untroubled by dreams. And then all of you begin to feel the edge of consciousness in this limbo state between awake and asleep. You 
begin to feel this pull. Sense of connection. Sense of time passing by quickly. And as you awaken, you find yourselves once again staring at the bright sunlight streaming in from windows on either side. Large stone vaulted walls, beautifully carved intricate ceiling high above, the beams etched with runic symbols. Giant runic symbols. Uh, I see what's going on here. 80 to 90, you will experience a giant dream. (laughs) Oh, that's cool. That's so good, because I was just telling Thrain. When you started doing it, my face was like, oh my god. (laughs) I even said something like, oh, I'm looking forward to the when we experience something, and then bang. That's great. Yeah, I didn't even try and pretend to have a poker face in that instance. I was like... (laughs) Um, and to explain <laughs> Harry and Bartholomew's absence, I'm going to say they're both awake and don't experience this dream. Oh, yeah. So Bartholomew keeps watching. Oh. Harry's enjoying his uh, root vegetable snack. Unfortunately, you need to be asleep to be able to connect with the stones. Heck yeah. So, uh, Lyra technically can't sleep. But you go into a trance. So your mind yeah. goes into like an unconscious state. All right, sweet. I was just like, I'm like, oh, no, can you be excluded from it? <laughs> It's it's you just you you just have to be like essentially you have to be unconscious per se like you no longer have your conscious mind engaged. Um, Elven trance is the same same for Warforged right? A Warforged would still be pulled into this despite the fact that they don't go asleep per se. They just go into like a low downtime. It's enough that your conscious mind is no longer perceiving the outside world in an active way, and that's when you start to perceive the internal world of the Heartstones. Alrighty, as your eyes adjust to the natural light much more quickly than you ever would if you had been emerging from a cave into bright sunlight like it kind of feels like you have been. You find yourselves in an enormous long hall, the sound of waves crashing on the shore outside, cries of gulls. And as you examine the roof a bit more closely, you realise that it's not just worked wood, it's an entire longship huge, hundreds of feet long, turned upside down and converted into the roof for this dwelling. You can even see the points where the oars would once have been pushed through and what you mistook for beams are actually seats carved out of the wood that rowers would have once sat upon. Where the mast once was, an enormous central pillar now pushes down into the earth, an enormous fire pit assembled around it, the edge of the mast now blackened and burned by continued exposure to fire and coals. The fire burns low in the hearth, the coals barely glowing with a soft light. The smell of sea salt on the breeze, the crisp morning air, tells you that you're not somewhere familiar. As you open your eyes and look around, you see four figures vaguely familiar you know that you're looking at each other you can feel it same as it was last time there's this kind of like a ghostly overlay for a moment as you stare at each other before the perception of this reality pushes through again and you instead see the giant forms that you had taken before now taken once again 
Okay, so I'm gonna. Thrain, this I is your to... first time. Yes. Yeah. So, um, first things first. Thrain's never had any giant dreams. I just want to get that as context. Yep. Okay, so this is a new thing for him. I would. I would say that you probably would have had when you when the when the heartstone was first bonded to you. You probably would have had a giant dream, but I'd say maybe given the the ceremony itself and, and the ritual, you weren't really allowed to fully immerse yourself in it. You're probably awoken from it quite quickly by the other Goliaths who were participating in the ritual with you. So there is something familiar about this sensation, even if your conscious mind can't fully remember being here before. But that connection to your ancestor, Ulfric, as you look down, your hands are frost giant blue. Okay, so Thrain has had a very small fleeting. experience of this. Yeah, a fleeting Very fleeting. Experience. Okay, so it's not surprising or jarring for me. It still is, sort of, but okay, because I'm just trying to gauge what reaction I should do. Yeah, and Ember, okay. you were a fire giant, Niles, you were a cloud giant, and Lyra, you were a storm giant, if I remember correctly. Yeah. Cool. For the weird right. photographic memory. <laughs> <laughs> and I actually I actually think I have all of your names on hand as well if you needed to remember them. Uh Jared yours was Ulfric, Ali yours yep. was Corius, Matt yours was Sindaris, Simon yours was Eldia. I can't forget Ulfric because it's literally my character's last name. Yeah. Thrain Ulfricson. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I have to connect them. It's yeah. really cool. Um but now I'll sort of look at my hands. I'm sort of looking at them feeling them, moving them around, doing some stretches and just sort of taking it all in, looking at the others. Hmm. So this is what I was told about. This is what I had mentioned to you just before. Wait, what? Who are you? You do. I would. I wouldn't actually know. Well, do I actually realize it? So the the, fir the first time you look at each other, there's this sort of like moment where the forms flicker, and you see Niles only for Niles to be replaced by this okay. cloud giant. It, it's. I think and it's, still, There's this awareness. Still, you know, you're looking at Niles. You know, you're talking to Niles. But when you go to say Niles's name, instead you say Corius, or instead you say. Okay. Um, was yeah. it Sindara? Sorry for Niles. Actually, Sindaris, could you yeah. could Sindaris. I ask a favor? Could you put their names in the chat just so I can yeah, put them in a note? Just yeah, yeah. just so yeah, I yeah, can yeah. remember that for future reference. I'll do. Here we go. I'll do everyone as the table because I've got everyone. I'll, I'll stick to what I said, but the moment I start sort of questioning the giant in front of me, and then I see Niles sort of flicker over the face, and I realize it's Niles. I'll sort of do a double take. Wait, are you also here because of the stone in your hand? So this, we all experience, we're all here. And I look at the other two, I look at Ember, I, I look at Lyra. Yes. No. Here, but not here. I believe so. Hmm. I wonder when we are this time. This is what, indeed. Seems to be we're in some sort of vessel. Okay, cool. And I've caught up with what you guys did last time, so I don't have to question that, which is nice. The yeah. other thing as well I'd add for, for your benefit, Thrain, um, it is not uncommon for Goliaths to, when, when a ship is old, when it has, has reached the end of its life, um, or if it has to be to be um, converted into, into a home for the winter, this is exactly how the Goliaths do it up north. You, you, you basically build up a, uh, a large uh, stone wall and then turn a ship oh. upside down and turn it into the roof. 
This this feels familiar, if anything else. Very familiar. That's true. You did say Stonewall, so we're not definitely not on the ocean. Um, no, the ship is upside down. The 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 yes. roof is actually yeah. an upside down long ship. Gotcha, gotcha. Okay. As as Sorin sort Paste of looks at his hands, perfect. Thank you for that. That's all right. The as editing sort of looks... editing and formatting did not work. I had to manually type it out really quickly. So sorry about that. If I was sorry absent for a that. moment. <gasps> hey, sorry for that. Sorry, Gizmo. Sorry. I keep doing that, Simon. I'm so sorry. It's okay. She can't hear you. It's like the first <laughs> the first name I knew her by is now hardwired into my brain. I know, I know. Sorry, please carry on three. No, no, that's fine. Um, but I sort of look, I feel I, I feel the power within, and I just let out this bellowing laugh, and I look at everyone else. Oh, this standing in my ancestors' like shoes... What a story to tell around the campfire. No one, no one will, be, no one will believe this back home. This so, Thrain, you don't yet know that you're actually Ulfric. As far as you know, you're a, you're a frost giant. Until okay. someone calls you, until Hold someone it. tries to call you Thrain, uh, then you'll hear Ulfric for the first time. I mean, uh, let, let's retcon that to like. It's, it's still, um, that's okay. It's still ancestors. You? You're a frost giant for life. Like yeah, that's still true, absolutely true, fine. There's true. no retconning. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah, why yeah. I thought I'd jump in there and let you know. No, no, easy done. Easy done. Yeah, it's only when someone so, when someone tries to say Thrain, that's when you're yeah. going to hear Ulfric for the first time. Cool, cool, cool. But like, you know, the dream thing—it's—it's it's not unheard of in your um in your family and you know the your clan and stuff. I mean, surely someone's experienced this before. Would they really not believe you? Well, Owen, actually, have I heard stories about other people doing this stuff too? I guess probably, actually, maybe. There's yeah. there's stories of Goliaths. Um, reliving the past and seeing seeing the past and then as seers um there hasn't been one in the frost goliath village for a very very long time at least four generations okay. why why oh, that is okay. no one knows but there are stories oh, you're probably so your grandmother big yeah probably your grandmother would have told you about like her grandmother being friends with the last seer and then that's has, it there hasn't been this is a good question since. so like the stone i was given has no one else been able to take to that like, None of them have bonded. There, there's there, so so they like the story behind the stones is that they were a gift from the the frost giants to their to their cousins to their children mm-hmm. the, the, mm-hmm. the frost goliaths, and there's a connection to the seers. Do you want to roll me a history check and see how much you are able to to remember? Because this isn't something that's talked <laughs> about just amongst normal like amongst just everyone. History's uh, not history. Ten's not too bad. Ten's not too bad. Okay, so one. <laughs> that's okay. Ten ten's not too bad at all. So yeah, there is definitely a connection. You're not aware of exactly what it is, but there is a connection between the stones and the seers. In fact, I'd even say on some of the the wood carvings that you might have seen, on some of the paintings done among the village, the seers are often depicted as having a shining light in their palm. And oh, I'd say cool. probably this is the point where Thrain's oh. like, oh, <laughs> yeah. But so, am I, the, so am I the first four like, generations? Goliath, you're the first Goliath seer. You're the first seer as far as you know in four generations. Damn, that's cool. Um, but I, I, I look at Lyra and... Well, look. There were some that were... known to bond with this stone, but it has not happened for a, for a long time. This is... I'm the first. So, this... 
This feels great. What do we do? What? What did you guys? What happened? Like I know the story. What? What do we do here? I'm looking around. I see the oars. I see the ship. The we... the inside of the room. Do you want to make me a perception investigation check? Because I only gave you a very like large, obvious uh, things that you see. Anyone who wants to make a perception or investigation check perception. now is a great time to do, do we, it. Do we do, do that as our? Oh. Do we do that as our? As your giants, like please. Yes, yeah. please. Well, as our giants. Oh, yes, okay. Ignore that. Then I have to go. Um... Investigation. Yes. Twenty-three, oh, Lyra. Yeah. Oh, shit. Yeah, so whenever whenever you're in the giant dream, you use the giant stat block. You use your uh, your giant echo. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, 23 Lyra. Um, oh, sorry. Your keen oh! storm giant senses. Natural 20 on the history check for Niles there. Um, <laughs> are you doing a history check to sort of figure out the time period, trying to figure out when you are, what's going on around you, trying to date things, hey? Uh, well, it was a misclick. But yes, I will actually go with the history check. Okay, cool. That sounds great. <laughs> Sick. Easy as. Um, yeah, amazing. I like how exactly Okay, Cool has triggered my phone to think that like Google's like, oh, okay, what do you need, master? It's like, I said, okay, cool. Um, so 23 for Lyra, natural 20 for 21 for Niles for his history check, 12 for perception for Ember. Sorry, buddy. Um, did you roll for... Oh, yeah, you did roll Ember Fire Giant. Perfect, just want to make sure. And yes. then 16 perception for three. Okay, let's do Ember first. Ember. The room is much as I described. Clearly, this is some sort of longhouse or, or uh, mead hall. You can see that there are large uh, benches and chairs uh, along the walls uh, around this central fire pit. And actually, just behind you is an enormous, what could only be described as a throne, I guess, is the best way to describe it. A large chair made of what looks a lot like massive mammoth tusks and white whale bones. Oh, is that something, I, a throne that I'd recognize by any chance or just? I mean, it's, as I mean, probably your experience with whales would be pretty limited as a wildfire druid. Um, I would say, and with tusks, well, I mean, you would know of elephants for sure. Like you, you're, you're a druid, you're very well versed in the natural world. These tusks from this elephant must have been enormous. I Given your size, a of like a, a history check. As in, like, have I ever heard of a throne like this? Because it sounds like a quite a unique thing. Doesn't doesn't ring any bells initially, but uh, don't worry, we'll we'll come back to that as a group. But the yeah, only other thing you so. do notice, Ember, as well, the fire that's burning in the hearth, and this is only something you would notice as a wildfire druid. At first, it looked like the coals were dying down. But you realize these aren't coals at all. Obsidian glass beads burning with an inner light have replaced whatever wood, coal, other fuel was used here. In fact, as you get a bit of a closer look, you can see each one has a glowing rune in its very center. One that you have this uncanny feeling means fire in the giant language. These, Would it be hot to touch, or is it hot? They're, as I they're giving it? off warmth as you as you get a little bit closer and, and and look a bit closer. You can feel the warmth coming up off them. In fact, this whole room is being warmed by this uh, probably like forty foot by twenty foot rectangular pit of these obsidian glass uh, beads or shards. To to your giant selves, these look like they are roughly about the size of an apple. But to a human, to your, to your actual sizes. Like, these are huge. These are massive. It would take two hands to lift these up. And even then, like, you're not sure you'd be strong enough. Maybe three, but 
Like the, these are big. And that, that rune, that glowing rune of fire burning in the center is indeed giving off heat. But I mean, as you look down at your hands, you can see soft flames licking up where, where there would be hair, arm hair or body hair is instead replaced by light fire as a, uh, as a fire giant. So you're not sure if it would affect you or not. In fact, as you reach forward, you're pretty confident fire holds no fear for you shall we say <laughs> yeah i was double checking if i had like any resistance to it so uh yeah, fire I'll giants as you may up. imagine are pretty resistant to fire cool all right i'll let you go on to the other ones but i'll be trying to grab <laughs> one of those as you I'm, I'm happy to do this now as you reach down and pick it yeah. up you know that this should be so hot it almost freezes when a fire burns so intensely that it almost pulls the energy in from around it creates this cold burning feeling you know this should feel that as you pick it up but instead a a warm pleasant aura surrounds this as you hold it and you watch as the flames along your arms and up your side let's say if you pick it up with your right hand up your right side the flames that are burning across your body burn a little bit hotter and a little bit bluer as you pick up this this bead of obsidian glass. Cool. All right, I'm going to hold on to it for the moment. Cool. It's not something you can just tuck into a back pocket, but you can hold on to it, absolutely holding on to it. <laughs> um, brilliant. Oh, thank you for giving out uh, gifts of obscenities. Thank you very much. Um, let's do Thrain next. Is Jared still here? Is he, has he popped off for a second? Maybe we'll jump to the investigation check for Niles. Sorry, the investigation check for Lyra and the... Uh, the history check for Niles. I'm going to do the investigation check first, just because this is this might impact what questions you want to ask Niles and any follow-up questions you might have. Lyra, you're definitely by the seaside. You can see along the edges of the wooden beams where the wood has cracked a little bit and been pushed aside from what you can only gather must be repre- uh, repeated cold winters, enough that snow melts fills up the beams with water and then freezes again, expanding the wood and creating these these floors and gaps in the ceiling above. The only reason it's not very cold in here is because of those strange beads that Ember's currently mucking around with. They're giving off a heat, a magical heat, that almost surrounds the inside of this room like an aura. Despite the fact that there are windows along the sides, you notice with your uncanny perception and your, your attunement to magic as a storm giant, Probably more Cloud Giant, but Storm Giant, you still have a bit of attunement to magic. You notice a bit of a shimmer, almost like a heat wave at the edges of the windows and the door at the far end, uh, which is covered by what looks like a a curtain, but you realize very quickly is actually a cured leather. Um, One single strip that's been cut in the center to create a wedge. Whatever this animal came from was enormous, massive for it to be a single strip. The throne behind that Ember first had a bit of a peek at, definitely being made of some sort of massive tusk um the the uh backrest is two tusks reaching up together and then two more pushing out to create these kind of like horns on the side the arms are two massive tusks and the legs are two tusks that are being bent and pulled down to create these these feet whale bones have been used to fill in the rest you can actually see the massive plate from probably what was a blue whale forming the seat from its massive lower jaw and upper skull. Draped in furs from, again, another large creature, you can also see antlers behind it, massive elk antlers. Again, this must be an enormous elk, bigger than any you've ever seen, bigger than you ever knew could have existed. 
the chair itself, even without being able to see the magic clearly, you can see there is a bit of a aura to it. A sense that there is more to this chair than meets the eye. And as you have a bit of a closer look, leaning in, having a look around, you can see all along the bones and the tusks, intricate, swirling patterns of giant runes, forming a very familiar repeated pattern. Series of triskelly. Three-leaf clover. As with that investigation, um, can I sort of have a little look around the room and sort of see, is there much in the way of technology sort of in this thing? Like, because she's got, you know, she's the artificer, so she's sort of looking for things. Like, anything I can like sort of, you know, get ideas from, take apart, like, this, you know, learn yeah. more information about. Really good question. Um, interestingly enough, not a huge amount of very obvious artificer-style technology, but clear signs of giant runic magic. I mean, those obsidian glass beads for a start clearly do something, clearly are some sort of uh, enchantment or, or some sort of runic magic. The other thing you do note as you have a bit of a look around, specifically looking for, for technology, you notice a strange circular device abandoned on one of the tables. Um, two interlocking plates of bronze forming almost like a um, an infinity loop uh, on top of each other, these two interlocking plates. And in the center of each of them, you can see uh, one red and one blue gemstone that has been wired in with these cords of what looks like extruded electrum, forming these like electrum wires, like a mesh cage around it. And again, covered in these spirals of giant roots. With an investigation of 23, you remember seeing a device known as an astrolabe or astrolabe before, used for navigation at sea. Seems, while not super familiar in design, you suspect is familiar in purpose. Alright. Let's jump to Thrain. Um, oh, sorry, no, did you have a, did you have a follow-up for your investigation? No, nah, no, nah, all good. Brilliant. Let's jump to Thrain perception. Everything I said for Ember applies for you, Thrain. Uh, in addition, you do also notice the giant runes covering the throne. Uh, which definitely seem to be um, clearly some sort of magic sits atop this chair. <laughs> the other thing yep. you would notice, specifically Thrain with your perception check, this is very, very similar in design to the buildings made by the Frost Goliaths. In fact, it just looks like a scaled up version of a lot of the Frost Goliath uh, halls that are constructed when, when using longships. The stonework using the stacked stones and then sealing them together with a... Uh, almost like a concrete-like paste to seal the gaps. Very, very familiar. And as you look at the leathers covering the chairs to create like a, a, a warm, soft covering for those seated on them, as you, as you look at the far wall, this definitely gives you an odd sense of, of homesickness almost in a moment, a sense of the familiar touches of home in an unfamiliar environment. What's more with your perception of 16, the sound of the ocean outside. You can also hear the sound of ice cracking against itself. Something really only you would recognize instantly. The sound of ice, <laughs> floating sea ice, bumping into each other on, a, on the ocean. And occasionally being tossed and tumbled by the waves. Wherever okay, you are. Okay, so this is... Yeah. Would I know then, like, as everyone else was sort of lit, like the mammoth sort of stuff, 
Oh, sorry. Not the mammoth. Like the the throne, though. Like you said, was it made of mammoth? Mammoth tusks and mammoth tusks and whalebone. All right. So that would definitely be something that I'm very aware of. Yeah, I mean, there's not. There's, mammoths are kind of those creatures that are very, very rare. Most most people from mm. Oceania would probably not even believe mammoths are, are real anymore. They'd think them extinct. But Thrain, you know better. Up in the far north, <laughs> animals grow large. Uh, oh, having yeah. not been hunted into extinction, there are dire elk, dire bear, and mammoths still roaming the frozen tundra of Northgard. Uh, yeah, you would have seen mammoth tusks before. The other I thing think, I would, um, uh, oh, sorry, you go, you go, you go. Oh, yeah? No, 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 no you, by all means. I was just nah, going to do a little bit of roleplay, okay. so add, add some more and go on. Add some the, more to the soup. <laughs> the only the only other thing Thrain would also be very, uh, let's say, conscious of. There's no sounds outside of voices. But given that it's daylight, given that this is clearly on the edge of... Uh, Probably an an Arctic ocean far to the north or far to the south. For a a long haul this size with this many seats, there should be people talking Mm. outside, people discussing fishing, people discussing the creation of boats. There's no sound of soaring. There's no sound of nets being thrown. There's no sound of anything. No music, no songs. It's very yeah. quiet outside. I Only think, the sound of think, gulls crying on the wind. I think it's cool that you sort of add that in the end then because what I was going to say was Thrain would be walking around, he'd be looking at the craftsmanship, running his hand along like the ruin, the runes, looking at like the throne, um, taking it all in and just... Because I imagine that like the Goliath holes, he comes from uh, very similar to this, but yeah, definitely still great craftsmanship. <laughs> definitely yeah. great craftsmanship, but maybe not to the extent that the giants had at their disposal especially with all their tech yes so um i'd be looking around just sort of in wonder um looking at everyone else's reactions that they're taking and things that they're looking at um and i'm just sort of almost like a kid sort of just sort of thrust into this myth this legend it and is then kind I, of appropriate that the two giant kin immediately begin playing around with the environment <laughs> when they're in the past like ember immediately goes as, as a as a um uh, as a fur bog wildfire druid immediately goes and starts playing with the obvious like fire runic magic and thrain's immediately examining the, the frost giant designs that he recognizes mm. and is familiar with like i that's especially almost perfect. since like I, especially thrain would be just the sense of wonder like for any of the giants he'd be like drawn in because yeah. this is like a frost giant hall he can tell it immediately. He I was going like, to say, at this point, Thrain, you're very confident this is Frost Giant in make. But then abruptly, he stops what he's doing. That last bit, that last bit of information, he then immediately just abruptly stops what he's doing, walks to the the entrance of this hole or whatever it is, or an exit at least, and just thrusts himself outside and takes in the views of what he sees. Hopefully, he's expecting to see giants and other things walking around. So I guess. What does he see, Owen, when he goes outside? I'll get to that in a second, because we still need to do Miles' natural 20 on history. And actually, this fits in really nicely. Niles, as you look around, it is very hard to date this accurately based on the inside of a building. It is obviously giant make. Obviously, this is pre-ruin, because the shards of obsidian and glass in the fireplace are functional. And you know 
that all giant magic stopped working when the giants first disappeared. Like Correct. it's taken a very long time to get a lot of the giant magic working. The only exception to that rule of the giant magic that didn't stop immediately. And this is something for the very first time with your natural 20 suddenly rings out as an interesting dichotomy. Cloud giant castles didn't fall from the sky. Only one of them did. The one that the Eris theocracy now inhabit, Eris, where they get their name from, is the only cloud giant castle that ceased to function. All the others, the other four main ones, kept on flying. So that's obviously saying that all magic failed is not true. Doesn't fit the pattern. No. Something's different with this. Something that right. you've only just realized with a natural twenty, you've only yep. just realized is incongruous to everything you've thought before. And it's and it's been said time and time again. Like and it's a well-known fact of Nostea. When the giants vanished, the portals closed. They were unable to be opened again. Nostea was cut off from the rest of the the worlds only by. You go. You go. I was going to say, are the are the other flying? castles or flying cities are they are they common knowledge in oh yeah 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 so so one of them actually is inhabited by the astral elves um i think it's volus right. let me quickly pull open my yeah. uh it's great get, to pull up my own lore and background um because I, I guess my line of thinking is like i'm coming to this conclusion now about the magic yeah is this not like a sentiment that could be shared with other people within nostea like is this like a common like, oh, well, what's this about sort of thing, right? Yeah, like, uh, it's it's something that people don't talk about enough. The, the con- You're sure somewhere in some department of the uh, Unseen University, you're sure there's some wizards who, who muddle, muddle over this and discuss it and debate mm. why the castles didn't fall from the sky. But uh, there are four sky castles that still, still work as far as you're aware. Um, sorry, sorry, there are three that still work. One is Eris, the one that um, crashed. Solaris which is the largest of the sky cities. It actually travels over Oxenfurt and Palin, mostly inhabited by um, high elves, humans, and um, a number of Aarakocra and Alan also call it home as well. There's Volus, which is the home of the astral elves. That castle, when the ruin happened, um, it vaulted up into the upper layers of the atmosphere, almost outside the orbit of Nostea, which is why the astral elves are the way they are. It's the exposure to the astral sea from living on Volus that has done that to them. And the last one is Nocturnus, a sky castle that the only thing you would... Oh no, you got a natural 20 on your history. I've got to give you a bit more. I've got to give you a bit more. You know that Nocturnus is a sky city afflicted with a terrible curse. Food brought upon it rots. Water spoils. Nothing grows there. And anyone who spends more than 12 hours on Nocturnus dies of a terrible, painful affliction before rising with the next moon as a zombie. Dang. We haven't had much with the Sky Cities, so this is a good little lore drop. (laughs) I was kind of saving them for for later on in the Return of the Giants. We didn't quite get to them in Tyranny of Dragons. I had some stuff planned for them, but you guys didn't take the hooks. So I was like, great, I'll save them for the next one. So Nocturnus is just considered like a dead, like literally a dead city. And Nocturnus doesn't move. All the other Sky Cities orbit and move. Nocturnus is locked in place high above Whoa. the uh, the eastern coast of Ocean, almost above the ocean between above the sorry above the ocean above the ocean that separates Ocean from Balmia the dwarven right. capital it just sits but there it, 
but it's not a it's like it's not there's no landmass below it no it's no it's o- open ocean which is the only thing that stops a horde of zombies from like fl- like falling over the what? edge and spreading That's the curse literally basically what i was thinking <laughs> yeah. like what if this does yeah. collapse on a city and like they just end up with the undead on them? okay yeah, no, and uh, and Nocturnus. Uh, many attempts have been made to understand the magic of Nocturnus. Um, what, like a, a a saying on Nostea for for people who are chasing a foolish dream that will damage them is called chasing Nocturnus. Like it's literally a saying that like if you're wow. doing something that is going to lead to your own self destruction, you're chasing Nocturnus. That's very cool, actually. I like this. Okay, interesting. I, I imagine like any type of attempt to i guess uh, explore or just purely by the nature that this thing is in the air makes it a little hard like yeah. it, it locks it locks a majority of people out they would have to have access to some sort of flying machine which is not super common um you know obviously with the exception of the tempest field having an airship but oh there's a there's a fair uh, few airships like a lot of a oh, lot there, of there um, yeah there's a fair few um okay. most cities most cities would have an airship. To be perfectly honest, it would be very hard to believe that the Silverwind family wouldn't have at least one schooner. Oh, okay. Sky schooner yeah, yeah, to, yeah. to they, fly between cities for transport. Oh, for sure. They definitely would. They'd have yeah. probably one or two um, being trading orientated. Yeah. Uh, cool. Okay. But no, that's very interesting. Um, wow. Dating okay. where you are. Let's get back to the actual question yeah, you asked. Yeah, let's get back to that question. <laughs> Sorry. Um, uh, all good. Look, a natural 20 has always got to be rewarded and um, a natural 20 for a history check means you get a lot of lore. Yeah, I mean, I think as well, like I think one of the things on top of dating, obviously, where we could be or where what the time could be, uh, I'd also like to know in relation to previous memory, whether or not it's before or after that memory, just to get my bearings right. Perfect. Um, I was going to answer that question, so that's brilliant. I'm pleased I specifically asked it. Looking inside... Really, it's hard to know exactly when you are. As I said, definitely pre-ruin from what you can tell. I mean, the, the fire pit full of these obsidian beads is fully functional. I was like, how do, how do we get on that tangent? That's how, because I was dating it for you with pre-ruin, and that's how you know it was pre-ruin. Um, the the, the, giant, the, the uh, runic magic, the giant runic magic is still fully functional. Whatever this fire pit is, it's working perfectly. No glitches, no nothing. It's, it's fully functional. So it has to be pre-ruin. Looking around at the design, at the construct, your understanding of, of giant architecture, initially your first thought would be this must be even further in the past because if you compare this to the, the metal of the storm giant castle, which was made of, of, of stone, marble, and metal, this seems almost primitive compared to that at first. Yep. And then as you look around and begin to see the the age of this place combined with the very careful use of runic magic, you realize this is definitely a different style of architecture. Probably to your initial estimates, probably frost rather than anything else. Frost would stand yep. out as the strongest. Yep. As you have kind of exhausted all of the hints available to you inside to know when you are, I would say, Niles, would you head to the, the door around the same time Thrain does to have a bit of a peek out. Yeah, probably I would. Um, just out of just to stoke my own curiosity about where we could yeah. potentially be, and maybe to help me with the dating essentially of where we could be, just to try and get my bearings. As I, I'm sure Niles, obviously inhabiting this body, though, uh, would 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 want to know approximately where in yeah. time we are. Yeah. As you as you begin walking away from the spot where you were standing, you feel something heavy in your pocket slap against your right leg as you begin to take that first step and as you pause and reach down you pull out 
from your pocket an ornate scroll. As you slowly unfurl it, the giant runes in front of you seem to shift and you can almost read them clearly. And then you recognize the scroll. You recognize the signatures at the bottom. Oh, it's this, the ones we've signed previously. This is the treaty that you all signed, determining oh, what land would be given and how it would be divided. And you, yes. you can see the spaces where all of you signed it. Yep. But the paper looks older. Ooh, Maybe okay. a few years maybe even a decade or more since you signed this. That's how you date it with a natural 20 when Pull there's no other way you could have dated it. <laughs> yeah, that's great. Um, obviously an original. Like we would, yeah, would definitely. The, the yeah, ink okay. is even still slightly reflective. Um, yep. Okay. Uh, and you can see that where it's cracked at the edges, like definitely original. Uh, any type of blemish or damage that would indicate that it's been through the ringer, like potentially been on my person. It looks like encountered. it's looks like it's been well cared for. Definitely well cared, well cared for. But you can see yeah. that many, many hands have held this at different times. With okay. your natural twenty, uh, you can see sections where it has been slightly scorched. Sections where there is some frost damage. It looks like yes. okay. each giant clan has been a custodian of this at different times. And it is currently in your control, okay. I'd say, or your your. It is your responsibility at this point to look after this. Yeah. You get the sense that this is such an important document. It's not kept behind glass. It's not kept behind uh, stone right. walls. You're not sure why, but it seems like this has travelled a bit, and in the hands of many, many different giants. I think I think that realization that it's been in the different hands. I, I kind of like my eyes squint a little bit at the realization that I'm most likely on a frost, like a frost giant ship. Well, or in their longhouse potentially. Yeah, definitely like, longhouse. But There's but no I'm, ocean I'm, moving underneath you. Sindaris is a storm giant, so I'm like, why am I in the frost giant longhouse if I've got this? Wouldn't wouldn't it stand to reason if I'm in their place they they, they would have the treaty at this point unless I'm visiting? I I'm, trying, I'm, trying, back I'm to kind front, of trying to I? yeah trying to your storm giant Ali is cloud giant. Then it makes perfect sense, uh, Lyra, that you were able to see the magic. Cloud giants are known for their control and mastery of arcane magic. That is how you were able to see all the magic so clearly. It's because yeah. you're actually a cloud giant. For some reason, I got you and Niles mixed up. I thought Niles was the cloud giant, you were the storm giant. No, 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 other way around. Sorry, Niles is the storm giant, you're the cloud giant. Sorry, please continue us. Yep. No. I, I guess my mind just starts going uh, about what we could be doing here, why I have this, uh, why I have the treaty, um, and yeah, I, I see. I guess at this point, I see um, Thrain, aka Ulfric, uh, walking out the door, and I and I guess I, after a few moments, I, I just follow him, um, curious to know what, what's going on. Really. Uh, Perfect. As the two of you push aside the uh, the curtain made of animal hide and, and peer outside you can see you are situated on the edge of a bay a stony beach rocks tumbling over one another no sand just these black almost pumice like pebbles forming the the edge of the shore the water a beautiful crystal blue and upon its surface you can see hundreds of tiny minuscule icebergs bobbing on the surface these almost like a field of broken sea ice that as it gets caught in the waves and tumbled against the shore is smashed into tiny shards by the pebbles itself but the waves are quite small this bay clearly protects it 
mountains rise to the east as you turn towards your right you can see the sun which is which is rising over these mountains clearly gives you a bearing um, at the moment you're currently facing north with the sun rising to the east on your right to your left to the west you can see the bay continues around for as far as the eye can see disappearing into the horizon this vast stretch of land almost like a peninsula pushing out into the ocean beyond disappearing into the horizon but what grabs both of your attention straight away is an enormous ship floating in the bay a long ship wood for the most part but you can see where it has been augmented with plates of metal where the oars once stood instead you can see these incredible engines built onto the side not dissimilar from the airships of nostea currently not dissimilar at all but rather than blades and wires in the center of each of these enormous spiral like loops coming out from the edge of the ship uh, four of them in total two at the back two at the front on each side in the center of each one hovering in place spinning rapidly is a shard of light blue crystal almost like an aquamarine and you can see cold frost air being pushed out from not enough to propel the ship not enough to lift it but it's no stretch of the imagination that the right rune the right channeling of power could turn this into a maelstrom of ice and snow providing propulsion and maybe even lift but otherwise the ship is almost like a viking-like ship in design two enormous masts in the very center a symbol train do you roll me a history check i want to see if you recognize this uh, this emblem is that Thrain or Frost Giant Thrain? Thrain. Uh, but you roll as your Frost Giant. When you're in the Frost Giant form, okay. you roll as uh, the Frost Giant. Done. Yeah. Because you have that connection to your Echo. You basically are your Echoes uh, for the purposes. Uh, uh, that's oh. I'm going to say the connection. This is, this is your second time, your first real time connecting with your Echo. And you don't even know who you are yet. At this point, you haven't had a chance to, to meld, to connect with the, the Echo. You're still Thrain and you don't recognize this symbol at all you can sense Damn. a larger <laughs> mind there but it does you, you don't you don't you don't even know the name of the person you are right now it's very hard to connect with anything more than that um but yeah very classic longship an unfamiliar symbol an enormous serpent forming a infinity sign biting its own tail at the top crest of spines around its head forming almost what looks like ice an ice-like frill on the ship you can see people moving about but it's far enough away that the sound doesn't carry very well at all the slight creaking of the ship the occasional uh, sound of ice colliding wasn't just with ice on the shore it was ice bumping into this but the ship at the very front has this enormous prow of silver metal forming this blade. Rather than a figurehead, there's this enormous blade of metal clearly designed to cut through the ice. And on the side, with this giant sort of runic language semi-comprehensible to you, you can see the ship is called the Ice Splitter. Oh, okay. Checks out. <laughs> Checks out. <laughs> yeah. By name and by nature. Um, that is what uh, you see in the bay. Uh, 
I would quickly. The only thing I'll add, actually. Oh no, sorry, you go, you go, you go. No, sorry, I was gonna say, um, are we are we in like a town, a settlement? Is it just the long house, the long? Perfect. Yeah. I was literally about to say. The only other thing I'll add is, as you look again on either side, your attention drawn by the enormous metal yeah. long ship in the bay. You can see this is indeed a settlement. The longhouse where you're standing is the largest building in this town by far. But there's a collection of what look almost like, I guess would be like fishing huts is the best way to describe this, but giant-sized fishing huts um, dotting the edge of the shore and further back, larger homesteads. And even behind them, you can see what looks like farmsteads in the distance. Not very many of those. Um, Along the shoreline, enormous nets are arranged, but the nets have mostly been stripped bare. In fact... Many of the poles that would have once held up nets to be kept safe and, and to be checked before they're used again, the nets have been removed. Just the poles remain. Like this village is being abandoned. Wow. Okay. Are there, are there many other, uh, I'm assuming, frost giants in the On the ship, moment? none in the village. The village itself uh, is empty. Okay. As far as, wow. you, as far as you can see, as you, as you first step out of the longhouse, no other giants are on the shore as far as you can see. All of them seem to be on the boat. You can see there's easily 70, 80 giants, frost giants, men, women, and children uh, working to prepare things, getting getting the ship ready. In fact, it's hard to judge distance in, you, in this form because you've, you've spent a lifetime being like six foot and now you're like 20 foot. Yeah. <laughs> so it's, yeah. distance is still one of those things you're kind of like getting into gear, but it's far enough away that sound isn't carrying. This ship is a lot bigger than it even looks from here. Like this yeah. ship is huge. The ship has replaced the town. Interesting. Okay. Um, and I guess on top of that, judging by the town, uh, obviously no signs of any sort of like attack or damage. It just looks like they've just abandoned it. It looks stripped. There's stripped. no, okay. yeah, stripped bare. Like it's been right. everything of value, everything of worth has been pulled down. Like washing lines stand bare. Mm. You can see the well, even the bucket has been removed and the well itself has been partly closed over, partly sealed. It looks like these people are getting ready to leave this place, but it's not been fully its not been fully taken down. The skeleton, everything that's not going to rot or decay yeah. has been left in place. Interesting. Yeah. Um, is this... I, I mean, I, I don't know if Niles would take this, but I'm just... I mean, my knowledge of giant is very limited, so I don't... Actually, you know what? I know. I know whose knowledge of giant isn't limited. Uh, I turn around to Thrain, uh, to Thrain and yeah. I and I will probably say at this point, "Oh, hey, Thrain," and that's probably when he'll hear Ulfric. Um, but I'll say, "Oh, Thrain, um, is this is this normal to be uh, pulling apart this village? Uh, are the frost giants nomadic, or is this what is like, what is happening here?" You know it's your name. It's not your name, what? but it feels like your name when he calls you Ulfric. Mm. There's that I sort familiarity. Of take a step back for a sec. Um, hold on. Let me let me look at my cheat sheet for a sec. Yeah. <laughs> while that while you're looking at your cheat sheet, Ember and Lyra, I'm going to say at this point, and the inside. Unless there was anything specific you wanted to do inside, I'd say the inside has reached the level in which you you have seen all you want to see and done all you want to do can step outside and join Thrain and Niles. Um, am, I, am I able to see the people on the boat in the distance as well? Yes, and definitely. I can't see anyone else in the town? Seems abandoned. I'm going to... I've got my lovely rune still in my hand. Um, 
if I hold that in my hand, hold it up in the air, and also uh, use produce flame, could I make a flame that's big enough that they might be able to see me on the ship? Fuck yes, ship? Simon. Of course you can. <laughs> Brilliant. As that's you so cast good. produce flame, you channel the magic through into the uh, into the obsidian glass gemstone shard. It bursts into flame, a bonfire in your hands, rising up wow. blue and purple and red and orange, full spectrum of colors. The the heat from this is so intense. Lyra, Thrain, and Niles, you almost have to stand back away from this. It is so hot, even as he holds it above, high up in the air. The heat that washes over you, the snow on the roof behind you instantly vaporizes and turns wow. to steam <laughs> as this blast of flame rides up. Um, it is very obvious to anyone with a passive perception of 15 or more, uh, figures on the ship see this point, and you watch as a small longboat, uh, a small rowboat is lowered down from the side, and three giants climb in and begin rowing back to shore. <laughs> <laughs> Immediately. Wow. Lovely. I'll turn around to everyone else and be like, I think they've seen us. I don't even notice. I, I obviously notice the fire. I shouldn't say row, but what you I'm see just... is one of the frost giants at the back, holds their hands up and the boat begins to speed across the surface towards you that's cool, cool. Sorry, i should, shouldn't say right but i definitely don't notice i notice the flame but i don't notice really what's going on i'm just staring at like niles you're still or... reeling from this information yeah. well i'm not really reeling i'm just like just processing? i get processing it i struck by it i guess yeah yeah um you just said you just said ofric uh Sindaris. wait what I sort of take a step back as I like after that voice, like that name. I I I am also like slightly like oh, but then I realize that this is the exact same thing happened the first time. So I'm probably a little bit more like oh oh yes, of, of course yes. The our our, our other names, well our wait, real names don't work here. I kind of wait. No, hold on. Are you saying that I am Oflik? Apparently, yes. I just, I I think he just sort of stumbles back and falls on his like butt for a sec, just like <laughs> just sort of stunned almost. Yeah, yeah. And I look, I look back at Lara. You okay there? Person. Um, I look at um, chorus. You know how I was saying that no one would believe me. No, no one's definitely going to believe me now. Uh, <laughs> that's great. You watch as the small skimmer, this wood and metal boat that seems to glide across ice and water the same, uh, approaches the shore. Three giants stand upon it. Two male frost giants and one female frost giant. The female frost giant is the one standing at the back, holding her arms aloft, and you can see swirls of frost and snow collecting around her hands and being channeled into a very similar gemstone at her feet as the one on the big engines, a much smaller aquamarine shard. Um, the ones that are suspended in the engine, I, I should have explained, they're like 40 foot tall. They're huge. They're massive collections of aquamarine. Or, I should say, it's not aquamarine, an aquamarine resembling gemstone. Yeah. Um, you don't have a dwarf with you. Who knows what gemstones are? Um, but uh, as she channels the magic through into it, you can see that around the front of this skimmer, water is frozen and melted, creating a channel around it. And as it skims across the ice, it's leaving a trail of frost behind it that glitters almost with the colors of the rainbow behind it. 
as the light catches it. The ice crystal's forming such a, a perfect lattice that it refracts the light and creates this rainbow-like appearance behind it. Almost like a rainbow bridge is left behind it of ice. As the skimmer arrives at the shoreline and slows down, the two male frost giants step out of the boat and help the older female frost giant out as well. The two males look to be, if they were human, probably in their mid to late 20s. Um, you can see they don't have full beards, more like this white rough stubble that's sort of clearly being grown out to form into a proper beard. Um, one of them has the beginnings of a, of a braided um, beard from the chin going downwards, while the other one seems to be more focused on growing the moustache into this large droopy moustache. But all of them with this very azure blue skin, this pale azure skin, and perfect bleached white hair, almost like there's no colour at all. No, um, yeah, no, no colour to their hair at all, just this perfect white. They're dressed in what look like heavy furs and uh, tanned leathers that have been dyed into this myriad of, of gorgeous shades of blue, purple, and uh, some of it even sort of into indigo spectrum as well. But the one thing they all do have in common is a large bracer made of this silvery white metal on their left arms and on their head. On the side, the right-hand side, the hair has been shaved back and you can see an intricate tattoo of this silvery white color, not dissimilar from the metal on the bracer on the right-hand side, forming these patterns and swirls that continues down the neck and disappears into the clothing below. The older female, oh, sorry, you go three. No, I was, I was just gonna ask, as I see them approach and I see all the details you're pointing out, I feel for the, I look at my hand, do I also have that same? Yeah. Um, Silvery yep, metal cool. bracer the on the left arm, bracer. and as you reach up and feel, you can feel this kind of like almost slightly cold metallic series of patterns. And you realize as you touch it, Thrain, it's not just a tattoo. This is metal thread embedded into the skin. Yeah, wow. Oh, that's nuts. As the uh, and, and but the designs aren't identical. Like as you feel yours, you can feel these mm. other patterns. And as you look at the two, the two frost giant men, the, the patterns are artistic, depicting one of them has almost like a wolf swallowing his ear. The other one has a series of serpent-like forms, but all of them have these runes and, and similar shapes within them, forming these beautiful uh, artistic patterns, but still those repeating smaller units to create them that are the same. Always, always on the side of the right head hand well. side of the head and continuing right. down the, the neck and below the line of the, the furs. The older woman, however, her tattoos are on both sides. Her hair is shaved on both sides and pulled back into a braid. And it continues down across her eyes, forming an intricate pattern, almost like a mask <laughs> across her face and all the way back, continuing oh. down on both sides <laughs> and on her chin as well. That's and as she sick. opens her mouth to speak to you, you can see that not only that, but her tongue is also coated in the same runes as well. Jeez. Oh, that's like crazy. The pattern continuing from the mouth down across the lips and down the chin and under the neck. Ulfric, Thrain Ulfric, we saw your signal from the ship. Do you have need when of she us? Said, when she said Thrain Ulfric, is that me? Did I pick up on the Thrain sort Thane, of thing? Thane Ulfric. Did I say Thrain? Oh, Sorry, Thane Ulfric. No, no, they sound very <laughs> similar. Maybe I just Sorry. confused that. It's very possible I said Thrain Ulfric. Thane Ulfric. <laughs> Sorry. Thane no. Ulfric. We saw your signal of your companion. Do you have need of us? We came at once. Up. 
stand up, I approach them all, and I give them all as they clasp handshakes because right that's what hand. I. Oh yeah, as they go to do the right hand over the breast, and you hold out your arm. You know what? They no, then I imitate drag, and join I drag in. them into a big group hug. I've never seen frost giants before. <laughs> okay. You can see, like, there's a moment of panic and fear in the two male frost giants' eyes as you, like, suddenly reach for them. Um, and then as you pull them into a hug, they kind of, like, at first are very tense and then kind of relax into it. Almost as if they're initially terrified you're going to do something to them, then yeah. are really unsure about what's going on and then realize it and are very, very cool with it. Um, well, let that be. I sort of laugh. <laughs> I... What? Just... I, I Look, I'll be honest. I, I sort of think of something for a sec. I was having a nap. And what were you all getting up to up there? I, sorry, I just lost track of time. Could you just run me up to speed with what's going on? Surely my thane jests about having a nap. Were you not in discussion with your fellow leaders of the giant clans here about the removal of our people from these lands? Ah, I see, I see. Okay, I understand. Well, you will be pleased to know, my thane, that the preparations are almost complete. Ice Cutter is almost ready for departure. We have taken all that we can. We have left most of the buildings intact in the hope that the council reconsiders their decision and we can return to our homes once again. Uh, yeah, cool. I was going to ask. I was going like, to be like, Ian's like, how... I don't know how they feel about this. I was going to see if... Uh, Do you want to roll me an insight check? Yep. I think you can guess, though. <laughs> yeah, look. Probably not stoked about it. 17. Uh, Niles. There is anger in the two male frost giants, grief in the woman. Grief in the woman. Grief. That's a bit sad. But you also see maybe some form of anger forming up now in Thrain's eyes. Uh, as he realizes that his people or his ancestors are maybe getting shafted a little bit. Oh, that's interesting. I, I, I just, I'm going to play this out. I'm just going to see how this goes. I'm not going to say anything. I'm just going to see how this goes. As the older woman. Oh, sort of it's okay. At, it's oh, okay. okay. Let me, let me ask them all. My fellow giant kin. And look, look at everyone. I'm starting to get a sense probably now too, that I'm like sort of getting sort of, melding into this dream a bit more and realizing mm-hmm. sort of the hierarchy of things and i'm probably looking more at niles to be honest because storm giant can you roll me a d100 please Thrain? all right i want to see how connected 22 you're... 22 okay oh. i want to see how connected you are to uh to ulfric the answer is you're still still connecting with ulfric you know the still name connecting. you've made you've made progress you know the name and, and you know all the stories of Ulfric. But if anything, that's kind of getting in the way of knowing who Ulfric is, right? Because h- how do you fill a cup that's already full? Full. You already know a million and one stories about Ulfric. This isn't one of those stories. And so you're kind well, of like still clinging on to what you know of Ulfric. And, you know what's probably more? It's probably more Thrain right now expressing. Yeah. 
he probably yeah. looks he probably at least knows that like the he heard stories about the other giants and he knows that the storm giants have always been the ones that probably made more more of the decisions so he'll probably look at niles at sindaris and be like so sindaris why are my yes. people being expelled from their lands you what strange strange blunt um this is more of a throwing question he's I happy mean, that they're like leaving both, he doesn't both, really realize what's going on. But... Both Niles and Sindaris knows exactly why they're leaving. Um, so Niles slash Sindaris just goes, um, don't, don't you remember, Ulfric? We The treaty, the distribution of the, of the land um, it was signed uh, many years ago. Uh, this is part of the uh, reparations to the, uh, to the new races that have arrived here in Nostea. The older oh, female frost giant else? looks really confused by this conversation and almost shoots a bit of an angry glare towards you, Ulfric. Okay, all right. I, I, I want to. I look at a. Oh. I want to gauge her reaction for a sec because she will give me some context. Perfect. <laughs> as, as you turn to Niles and go, please explain. She goes, "Forgive me, my thane, but was it not your decision that when the frost giants were to give up a portion of their land, that it would be this?" portion it has always been more of a temporary home for us come here in the summer when the weather is warm and the ice has melted that is why it was chosen was it not or did you not have as much of a say as you claimed did you not represent us with strength Ulfric? Shit, just... <laughs> <laughs> oh my okay i want to yikes okay oh hey yo. i mean i didn't roll very well for the before oh. but i want to at least try and like at least <laughs> feel out what connection i have with this person or this giant unfortunately <sighs> at this moment drawing blanks it's you can feel you know there's more to this story you can feel there's more to this story when she says did you not like fight for us with strength or frick oh, and geez. doesn't use your title there's a part of you that knows that you th this is wrong you did fight <laughs> you know you did but as she speaks about this can't you you don't remember this you don't remember doing this but it feels mm. familiar that's all you get unfortunately <laughs> oh. yeah ember oh hierarchy of the giants again so where do i mean i remember the hill giants were i mean so there's like yeah so run, so in, but... in most D, D campaigns giants and in, in the forgotten realms which is the setting for all of the pre-written adventures um the giants are allocated under an ordning and it's storm giants on top followed by cloud frost and fire kind of vie for underneath it's it sort of shifts and changes then stone then hill uh on Nostair, it's a little bit different um the, each of the tribes, each of the giant clans rule themselves. Um, for the hill giants, it's a chief. For the frost giants, it's a, it's a Jarl. So this title of Thane is also something you're not very familiar with either. This seems like a new title. Um, for the fire giants, it's different for the cloud, for the um, storm. And each representative, each of those rulers is then a part of a council of the, of the giant clans. Historically, traditionally, and uh, with no exceptions ever, the king of the storm giants has also been the like the overseer and chancellor of this council. So the storm giants have always had more power than the others, a little bit more, because they were the ones who brought together the first council, or so they claim. Um, 
but uh, it, it's not so much of a set hierarchy where giants are one over the other. Like in Frost Giant lands, Frost Giant lore applies. In Fire Giant lands, Fire Giant lore applies. Like if a, if a Cloud Giant was to break Frost Giant lore on Frost Giant lands, they would be prosecuted with, to the full extent of Frost Giant lore. So it's it's they they still have their own governance, their own leaders, but in the council, um, unfortunately, Storm Giants do still have a bit more power. Um, Owen, can I get you to do a real, real quick summary of what's going on with the echoes and memories? Because just one of our viewers... Yes, um, absolutely. So, needs um, a little bit of context. That is a good I point. I will quickly do a quick refresher on echoes. Um, in the world of Nostea, um, which has a very, very long history, which uh, if I type in exclamation mark wiki, you can... Uh, you can get all of the info you need but as as a shorthand each of the characters now uh at the very beginning of the campaign uh were embedded uh with a uh almost like a, a device from the giants the giants have been missing from this world for a very very long time and at the end of our tyranny of dragons campaign the players brought the giants back as the finale of that campaign um completely their decision I, I had a number of different ways that campaign could end. They chose to bring the giants back as the end of that campaign, which is now where why we're in a completely homebrew <laughs> campaign now. Um, but with the return of the giants, uh, all of the giant technology and magic has begun working again. And one of those is the embedded um, implant, which allows them to relive moments from the past. And there's a lot of mysteries around what happened to the giants. The players are figuring out what happened to the giants in the past to determine what they do in the future because there's been a massive schism the giants are causing problems for each other and for the other races of Nostea and from the giants perspective they've come back to their world and it's been overrun by all these other people um, from everyone else's perspective they've been here for, for hundreds of years so it's it's a very delicate political situation as well as uh, a mystery that they have to unravel I think that's a good summary yeah no definitely perfect yeah, perfect uh, yes, okay. the giants are much more technologically advanced than other iterations. Yeah, so the giants um, use almost like a, a runic artificing style of, uh, of technology. So it's it's all based on runic magic uh, to channel elemental energy. So they, they sort of rely on very primordial aspects of the weave. There's a lot I've typed up for this. <laughs> so I've had a lot of fun world building. And uh, I've, good. I've put a fair bit on the wiki, but there's still a lot of secrets that I have to keep. So, I mean, we got to reveal a secret tonight about one of the Sky Cities, Nocturnus, which I've been keeping under under wraps since I first wrote. That was the very first Sky City I wrote about way back before we had our first session of Tyranny of Dragons. That's so crazy. I've had that for a very long time. I was stoked, wow. to, uh, stoked to share that after a very nice nat 20 on a history check. Um, yeah. Amazing. So, uh, Thrain, you were currently yes. trying to connect with your Echo, your your Echo of Ulfric, the Frost Giant. Thane, you've not heard that word used to describe a Frost Giant leader before. Jarl, definitely. Thane, yeah, probably at this point, Thrain, it's Jarl. Yes. The traditional leader of the Frost Giants has always been known as a Jarl. Thane is a word you've not heard before. Definitely. Uh, okay. Yeah, as you, as you look at this older female frost giant, um, whose name only because I can't uh, I can't wait for you to ask for it is Sarsund. Um, oh wow, I can't even I don't even know if I can pronounce that. <laughs> I'll type it in chat. Um, yeah, love it, Sarsund. Only only because Sarsund. I can't keep referring to her as old frost giant female. <laughs> like, <laughs> it, it hurts me every time I refer to a character not by their name. Sarsund. Uh, as Sarsund looks at you disapprovingly. You can see that there's something here, something you're missing, Thrain, something you're not aware of. But whatever it is, 
Sarsun does not take kindly to this idea that you didn't fight for the Frost Giants, that you, or, or the person you're inhabiting, the person mm. you're you're being, didn't would, fail. Would Thrain know their name? Uh, is that, yeah. or is that more my context? That's just for me, so I stopped referring to them as Frost Giant okay. female. Easy done. Um, I won't <laughs> Please, say someone ask yet. their name. Like, oh. feel free. <laughs> I don't think I should up. ask. Yeah, Ember. Yeah, no, no. You, yeah, by yeah. all means, so jump in. This is probably a good time for me. <laughs> well, I was yeah. going to say, to break up the tension, because obviously noticing that... Uh, oh, you know, yeah, she's... I'm starting to get a little worked up too. Yeah, so I'll uh, reach out my arm, because at this point I don't know if I've met this person, and be like, hi there, I'm Eldia, and how did she react to me at stretching my arm? She pauses for a second, and almost a little bit taken aback. Um, this is a frost giant, you're a fire giant at the moment. And as she sees you reach out the arm, she pauses for a second, looks down, and then reaches out and grasps you in that sort of predator handshake that Thrain's been teaching everyone. Um, <laughs> yes. As she nods, and as she looks you in the eye, not, not breaking eye contact as she, as she grabs your arm. Sarasund. Sarasund, I can tell you right now that uh, we have been dealing with this issue uh, for a long time now and I can guarantee you that you're sorry I don't know if I'm pronouncing this right Thane? The rain? I'm not familiar with this word uh, <laughs> is fought quite hard compared to some of the other representatives I am surprised to hear a fire giant speak in defense of a frost but I see no reason why you would lie about this not to talk up a frost giant. I find myself believing you. Well, that's that, that, that would be because I'm not lying to you. These are quite hard times, which I'm sure you uh, would definitely appreciate. And my friend, colleague here, is uh, under quite a bit of stress. So maybe... Uh, ease off him a little bit at the moment. <laughs> Can I have you please make me a persuasion or intimidation check your choice? Oh, <laughs> wow. I'll, I'll do persuasion. It's okay. reach. Oh, that's a three. Oh, no. That's a three. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> when you have been driven from your home, place your ancestors built with their hands, with their magic, all because in the name of appeasing small, insignificant creatures that have fallen through a rift that never should have been opened, then you may tell me how I should feel and how I should act. Oh, I don't think I'd like that reaction. And would turn around and say, well, as you said yourself, this is just your summer home. I'm sure you'd be uh, more than happy to head back to your winter home. I, I, I think I think Sidaris would probably step in uh, and say, "No, yes, I, yeah. I'm going to step in here." Actually, oh, okay. I think I've got you're putting down. I, I take a step. I take a little bit of a step back, and I. Eldia, as much as I appreciated you coming, well, actually, no, I can fight my own battles. To be honest. Cool. Well. Can you? I mean, your disrespect. This person's <laughs> questioning you in front of everyone else. I'm gonna punch him in the yeah! face. Whoa. No! <laughs> oh no! Why has it become this? Um, make me an unarmed strike. Oh, I love that you were defending me, and then you immediately started just fifteen insulting my people. Uh, Eldia, what's your AC as a fire giant? I think it's pretty high. 
No, no. no. I've uh, only got 13. Eight, you just deck him in the face. Um, eight points of uh, bludgeoning damage as... Uh, yeah. I as... like to think... I, to, like, we're reasoning here a little bit. Yeah. Obviously, he started insulting us. Wow. <laughs> he was going really good until he started insulting us and like, oh, it's just... Uh, I'm like, okay. But um, as, uh, also, I yeah. feel like... Just even like yell, yell, the, um, yell Ulfric's like... I feel like his emotions a little bit probably started seeping in a little bit. So yeah. that's probably, that's um, explaining more like, obviously I wouldn't just attack Ember. No, no, no. This but isn't this really is, train right now. This is, like, this I was is... going to say, this definitely, like, oh. you are starting to synchronize with Ulfric now, like, as you deck <laughs> Fire Giant for daring to I'm question sorry, you. Owen, it's bang on. <laughs> Owen, Hello. question. Yeah. I don't remember exactly what happened during the treaty. Yeah. But... What, weren't there other lands that were- Everyone, to... every group yeah. had to give up land, yeah. I, the hill I giants bore point. the brunt of it, actually. Like, I, if yeah, anyone, the hill giants got fucked true. over. You at, really at, fucked over the hill giants. Yeah, at this point, Sejaris yeah. will be like, enough, show some decorum. Now, may I remind you that it was not just the frost giants that lost <laughs> land to these new oh, individuals. Man. There have been other lands that have been ceded back to these uh, new arrivals. Uh, we. It was agreed upon during our uh, our orthing, orthing. Uh, that orthing that uh, just uh, just say be... all all thing and then just have a like ul at the front says so ulthing and you're done <laughs> you got it ulthing oh cool I like that you got ul-thing. it ulthing yeah the ulthing ulthing uh, it was decided upon at the ulthing that nice. each that of the perfect. giant that each of the giant races would would cede their land to these new arrivals now. Unfortunately for the frost giants here, they have lost this land. Uh, perhaps not forever, but for the time being, for as agreed upon, for the new arrivals to establish themselves. Uh, it is well, not who for could, all. Who could even live forever. here? Who could even live here but us? It's frost. You perhaps underestimate the resilience of these small folk, then, Ulfric. They have proven themselves to be quite adept at adapting to their environments. Just, just for my, just a little thing I've noticed. I just love that everyone's really now getting into the role play of the giants. Yes, we've all completely forgotten their characters. Is, and, and but no, but, but this happened last time as well. Yeah. Even Matt, even Matt, like he, that was commanding. That was not Niles. My favorite no. thing is, I don't know if you guys remember, but mechanically, the more you act like your giants, you start to earn the synchronization points, and you start to be able to call the giant abilities as your real characters oh, when you're, when you're playing. As I, I will have Niles. I, yeah. Like, so I, I, I will please stay. do it. That's awesome. Yeah. I mean, being being um, a storm giant probably gives me a little bit of authority here, but I also have yeah. a 22 charisma as a storm giant. So this is very much... Bang on. Yeah, bang on. Yeah, mm. yeah, yeah, 100%. Yep. Ember, as you, as you stumble back from being decked in the face and feel at your lip, you can feel that it has been split. But as <laughs> Nile steps in and calms things down as the storm giant, you see as it does begin to calm. You can see the two uh, frost giant warriors who were accompanying uh, accompanying Sarsund are reached for axes. And then as Niall steps in and calms it down, they slowly lower <laughs> their weapons and sheath them once again. And you see Sarsund nodding. And as she pauses, you watch her grimace and then say, 100 years. Yeah? That is all. And this land is ours once again. That was the agreement. Less if we find a home for them sooner, if Sinmare and her meddling portals 
manage to find them somewhere else. Ulfric? Aye. That was the agreement, yeah? She completely ignores you now, so her focus is, yeah, she turns to Ulfric. When I look at her, does she look like she gained a little respect again for Ulfric? Oh and yeah, 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 yeah. When you punched, when you punched the fire giant in the face, brownie points straight away. <laughs> like yeah. if there's nothing a frost giant <laughs> likes more than seeing a fire giant get decked in the schnoz. <laughs> yeah. I just nod, and I but I, the, the, my look says it all. Like I agree with her. I'm not. I don't. I don't even need to like say anything. I just nod with this like. Like when I look at her, she almost can see like the tempest, like the um, the, the you know the ice storm in my eyes as I look back at her. Yeah, absolutely. Actions speak louder than words. You watch as she nods slowly, and then turns back, looking towards the small craft, the wave skimmer. So, my thing, did you have any further need of us? Or may we return for preparations? And will you be accompanying us on the ice splitter? Or do your duties take you elsewhere? From the deck of the ship, you hear a large deer hound bark. And you can see this deer hound is enormous. A dire deer hound, as it were. As uh, three frost giants try their best to collar the almighty hound, um, you can see that it's pulling against the leash, butting and wheeling before it dives off the deck and begins swimming around, chasing dolphins in the bay, easily large enough to catch a dolphin <laughs> in its mouth. Will you be accompanying um, us on the ice splitter? Or- I will be there soon. I just have a few things here to settle, then I'll be there. Very well. And have you had any thoughts on who will be in the yard? Now that you have stepped into this new role as Thane, do you have any names to put forward, my Thane? Oh man, see that? I don't know any names. Uh. <laughs> no, you've got no idea. And that's the thing, right? You're being asked these questions. Oh, no I actually have an idea. We live by strength. All the contest. All the melee. Whoever comes out on top, they shall lead. By strength and example. Will be done, my thing. Pick, pick from amongst our finest warriors and wisest warriors. Shall we do a test of three, as it was in the old tales? A test of wisdom, strength, and endurance. I like that. Do that. Our people will like this as well. Let's bring it back. Make our ancestors proud. Yes, a test of three shall be performed, my thing. You shall be missed amongst your people as you are. See, now the Thane thing's interesting. But I nod. I shall come join you soon. Go. Tell everyone what we have come to um, conclusion with. Test of three. Set it in motion. It will be done, my Thane. You watch as she bows very deeply, hand across the chest, and then begins moving towards the boat, the wave skimmer. As she gets on board, the two warriors both salute you as well and then look at each other and smile a little bit, and then one of them reaches out to give you a hug, Ulfric. 
Oh, come on, Piggity. I didn't know. <laughs> I knew you would. I fucking knew you would. As yeah. you hug them both, you These hear my little children now. from the deck of the ship as you see uh, uh, um very much... Uh, sorry. Um, Sasun. As you see Sasun, like, clearly disapproving of this, like, ah. uh, As you hug them both in, you hear this sort of, like, chuckle from one of them as they, like, give you a pat on the back and then one of them holds out an axe and a, a small chisel and goes, uh... It would not be too much if I asked you to sign my axe, would it? <laughs> you are a hero to the to the frost giants and to our people. It would be a great honor if you could sign my axe. Would you? Maybe later, please. I could do it now, quick. I um, I know runes. I you know gonna, runes. So I'm gonna do a rune. Um, for strength. Do the rune for strength. Oh, nice. Okay. As you as you carve the rune for strength, could I have you please roll me a d100? No, I want yeah, to see if you channel any of Ulfric's runic 37. magic. Thirty-seven, getting there, getting there, getting there. Sorry, is that a seven or a D one hundred? No, thirty-seven. 37. Oh, thirty-seven. I thought you said seven so for that's a what second. I mean. So it's it's a pickup from the twenty-two. So we're getting it's, we're getting, we're getting better there. with it. Yeah, in like nine more rolls, you'll be in high sixties. <laughs> um, as as you carve the rune for strength, the frost giant, the younger frost giant, the one who has the the. Um, braided beard watches you in, in excitement and as he sees you carve strength he sort of pauses and then nods and goes oh, you are a humble one not to put your name but to put the rune for strength I, I, Ulfric thank you but none may believe that uh, Ulfric himself carved a rune of strength into my axe this shall be an axe my grandchildren carry into battle to glorious let me, battle let me put a little bit of magic into it like 37 not much but enough the rune that like if anyone softly with a little bit of ice. Yeah, if anyone <laughs> if anyone looks at it, they'd be like, "Okay, that's Ulfric's mark." Perfect. He takes his axe very gratefully while Thrain is doing this as Ulfric while he's carving his name. Well, not his name, while he's carving strength, the runic, the giant rune for strength <laughs> into an axe. What would the three of you be doing? Anything in particular? Oh, you know, I'd just be quietly whistling to myself. Dum, 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 dum. And, uh, um. I don't know. I Are we changing the past? Who knows? We don't know Who yet. Knows? <laughs> um, I probably like look over at uh, at Lyra. Um, I forget Lyra's name off the top of my head, but it, uh, Corius, I think, isn't it? Corius. Yes, I, I look over at, at Corius and uh, sort of go, uh, uh, Corius, you've been oddly quiet there. Um, what do you make of all of this? Well, I mean, I know I was one of the people that signed the treaty, but, you know, I'm kind of up there with um, Sarsund. I mean, you know, we, at least, you know, this is their lands that they habit in the summer. Um, you know, cloud giants, we made our flying, you know, islands. I mean, to give up something that you physically made with your own hands kind of seems a bit, you know, unnecessary. I mean, like, you know, we, we've got so much magic, so much technology, like, I still reckon we should have gone with my idea of just making a new island, like, you know, get some cool, uh, some cool magic, some cool uh, technology going on, just new island, middle of the ocean, no one's gonna miss it! But, you know, it's, why are we giving up inhabited lands? I mean, hell, surely we could put them all out on, you know, you know. I don't know. There was that uh, that point of maybe the I did say that the young, that the small folk were adaptable to the, our environments, but I kind of look up in the air. Putting them in the air, they may not be as uh, 
well suited to the altitudes as perhaps you would be, uh, Chorus. Um, Sorry, just before we, uh, just out of uh, character for a second, um, the Cloud Giants, they did lose an island, didn't they? Or So the Cloud Giants, it, I mean, you also have land as well. It's not, I mean, you can't just construct flying castles in the sky yeah. without, like, the ability to, like, mine and things like that. So, so yeah, the yeah. Cloud Giants also gave up land as well. The, the Cloud Giants were probably less uh, put out as the... Um, the hill giants because a lot of the cloud giant land isn't necessarily like very very fertile um mm. they use magic for all of their needs like the cloud giants rely on magic for everything but a lot of the gemstones the magic gemstones that the rest of the giants use for technology are mined by the stone giants and refined by the cloud giants so there would have been useful land where mines are located where the stone giants and cloud giants have both had to give up so every Sorry, everyone thought, lost um, mm. i thought they'd lost like one of the flying no, there was no no agreement to hand over any flying cities. But I mean, you know, in the present, that like all of the cloud giant cities that were left behind, are, well, except for Nocturnus, are, are inhabited. Basically, the one that crashed is now the home of the Aracocra and Owlin, rather appropriately. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like you know, we have we are giving up stuff that we're currently using, and yes, it's only for a hundred years, and for us, it's you know. Kind of the blink of an eye and for them it's a couple of generations but i still think that there probably were you know better ways like it was a difficult time we there was a lot of pressure for us to make the right decision and to not offend and not to off off put any of the other uh, the giant races as you as you are full aware you were there um but no i it was a difficult decision the, the small folk were Escape. They, they said they came through these portals. Of course, not intentionally. They were opened by us, by 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 uh, Sindare and her assistants. Um, but they seem to say there seems to be something with them. They seem to have been perhaps running away from something. So, how could we turn them away in their time of need? I mean, sure, we've all lost land, but they've lost seemingly a lot more than just land. It was not an easy decision, and, and perhaps your idea could still prove uh, useful, perhaps in the future, uh, to create maybe a, a, a haven for them somewhere in the sky. Uh, granted, we might have to work on again the altitude thing. Might be. Yeah, who said it has to be in the sky? I mean, I'm, I'm currently working on it right now, so it's still kind of a work in progress. But no, it oh, doesn't okay. have to be in the sky. I mean, again, we are a continent surrounded by so much ocean. I mean, we could create a new landmass like you know even if it floats slightly above the ocean what, you know, like drift haven away. just out of context yeah she's into it's funny drift, wow. havens, drift havens become this one of my, my like, favorite locations that i've, I've right. made for this it's just because because you guys had such fun there and because you got so into it i think i, I went to a lot of a lot more effort I normally do fleshing out mm. so much more of it and there's it was fun. so I think much Drift more Haven is probably my favorite place it's been one of mine too I've added a lot yeah. more to Drift Haven and the other floating oh, cities man, we as need well to go there then. yeah there's I so much more Haven. stuff don't worry I've, I've, I've been all every everything all the locations you enjoyed from Tyranny of Dragons I've fleshed out all the locations we didn't get to go to in Tyranny of Dragons are all there waiting for you you know, this is going to sound yeah. really weird because obviously Yerveth was a wood elf, but I think of all the places Yerveth would retire to, he would probably Drift retire Haven. to Drifthaven. Yeah, yeah, the lifestyle is very similar, very, very laid yeah. back to what Yerveth loves. 
Um, yeah, exactly. As you finish carving the the giant rune into the axe, Ulfric, Thrain, Thrain as Ulfric, Ulfrain, um, you feel the edges of your vision begin to blur a little bit, and you watch as the color and light seems to slowly fade around you, as this vision or experience of the past slowly seems to come apart, fade and break, until you find yourselves <gasps> gasping awake, back in the Underdark, back in your own bodies as yourselves. And as you startle awake, Harry, who is sort of sitting next to you, Ember, slowly stacking um, little bits of the vines on top of your head to make a little tower. As you startle awake and the tower <laughs> falls down, you watch as Harry freezes, looks and goes, oh, bad dream. And that is where we're going to wrap up for tonight so that we can jump Love back it. in with the fallout Love of it. that next session. Fuck yeah, um, that's awesome. Thank you so much for joining us, everybody. It has been wonderful having you all here. Welcome to Newcomer Zekoro Games. Thank you so much for joining us and uh, thank you for jumping on the Discord. Um, Twitch people, don't go anywhere. We are going to go and raid another lovely channel. Continue the love and the raid train as it goes. Let's have a quick look and see who is currently available to raid. None of our usuals are. Let me have a quick look and see if there's anyone else we'd like to really quickly raid. While I'm doing that, I also want to give a massive shout out and thank you to all of our YouTube members who are amazing people incredible people and official Tempest Guild members as well, I should add, uh, and are getting to watch this uh, 24 to 48 hours early on YouTube. Um, if you're a YouTube member, the second I upload a video, you have access to it. Um, you don't have to wait for the normal schedule. So thank you so much to all of those lovely people. Um, let's go and raid uh, this lovely D&D stream. Um, Treetop Fox doing a one-shot Tuesday. I think let's go raid them. I'm just going to copy their thing and I'll load it across and go and raid them and give them some love. Um, so thank you so much, everybody. Stay safe, stay well, and we will see you all again really, really soon. But until then, farewell, everybody. Goodbye! Bye-bye! Bye! -bye. Thank you.